Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Magna One Motorsports. Are you ready to go GNCC Racing? Look at these guys. Oh, boy. We got it wheel-to-wheel right here. String. Oh, and Stu Baylor right behind him. Russell going to try to dive bomb down to the inside. No. Can't get the line he wants. National champion Jordan Ashford. I appreciate it, man. It's- the Split Line Off-Road Podcast from Magna One Motorsports. Here's your host, Rodney Cooper, and co-host, Brandon <laughs> Whitehair. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, with me today, as always. What's up? Brandon Whitehair here. I was just trying to do what you said. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Episode one, one, three coming at you we are excited and ready to roll tonight we got a packed show for you guys tonight coming from the slow brothers here in about 20 minutes (laughs) we're going to be having the xc1 pro overall winner of the hoosier gncc johnny gerard will be joining us here in about 20 minutes and then after that we'll be talking to coach rob beans if you guys need some some advice on how to live your life how to how to get fit how to get fit man be sure you're listening to that taking some notes get the notepad uh, notepad out coach rob will be on to talk to us and then to finish the show out we're going to be having xc1 pro atv star austin abney on the show it's going to be an action filled show so let's get right into it first and foremost we got to thank our sponsors magna one motorsports if you need a used bike if you need helmets goggles gear or more, mm-hmm. make sure you check out MagnaOneMotorsports.com for anything you need. If you're at the GNCC or the NEPG event, go to them and visit them trackside. They will be able to help you out with anything that you need. And while you're there, make sure you get the Magna One Clean It. It's a revolutionary cleaning product for all your dirt bikes, your ATVs, and anything else that you decide to bring to the track this weekend. We also got to thank Guts Racing. Guts has been a leader in seat innovation and technology for the past 25 years. If you want a tricked-out seat, that has style and performance, which, where are you leaning at today, Brandon? Style, baby. Style, Mm -hmm. always. Get yourself a Guts Racing seat cover. Trust me, you guys need it. You guys want it. Andy, Greg, and the boys over there will hook it up. We also got to thank Seal Saver since 1985. No. No, that's Guts. That's Guts. (laughs) About the same time, though. Since, uh, uh, what was it, 22 years. (laughs) They've been in the business for 22 years. 25 years. Protecting the seals. (laughs) Protecting the bearings. Protecting everything that you need protected when it comes to your suspension, your... Uh, and he, I mean, there's UV a lot of joints, stuff. The UV joints, shafts, shafts. Yeah, mountain make, bikes. Make sure you make sure you get on it and get the the boot savers, the seal savers, um, and then you can do it for a really good discount. Get on there and use the discount code SPLITLINE with a capital S. Save twenty five percent off of anything on the website. It's actually SPLITLINE. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Capital S. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yep. We also got to thank Sunstar Chain of Sprockets. If you want to make it to the end of every race mm-hmm. in the season, every race, you know, if you're Devin three or four years in a row, use the Sunstar Chain of Sprocket kit, and I promise you guys you'll make it to the end of the race. 
and it'll make you happier. Yes. You won't be sitting alongside the track unless it's something else that breaks, right, Devin? Peace of mind. Yeah, I've broken all kinds of stuff. It, it won't, sprocket, it won't be the chain of sprocket, though. That's right, baby. <laughs> and get on it. That's Brandon, right. what are those things made of? Case hardened steel, baby. Case hardened steel. Um, unless you want to use the aluminum, That's like right. you're, if you're a, a, a moto guy. I, I wanted to say something else, but <laughs> I might get fined. <laughs> We can't get fined. We can't have you suspended for three games. And we can't have you taking sensitivity training. That's right. Can't do that. If you know, you know. But get on Seals, or get on Sunstar Chain of Sprockets uh, website and use a discount code SPLITLINE30 to save a cool 30% off of everything on their website. And then after you get all that stuff on your bike, make sure you go check out the Mountain Hair Scramble Series. Top of the line hair yep. scramble series in the state of West Virginia and in the surrounding areas. I promise you guys, Richie Nolan and the gang put on a awesome event yep. uh adam mcgill goes to everyone that he can mm-hmm. and you should too right and trust the gator right there's if you were looking for a race this weekend it's buck cannon west virginia this yep. weekend yep um happy mother's, your mother's day yep happy mother's day on track. sunday yeah you know yeah you know get it all done all the good stuff yeah but, uh, so brandon real quick dude how about supercross eli tomac how oh, crazy was that dude like uh i was gut-wrenched could you imagine what he feels like oh my gosh oh that was man. terrible what, you knew it looked bad like, what, right what a what a just i didn't what? watch it live i watched it the next morning oh man i watched it live i was just like what <laughs> the hell yeah i'm a chase sexton fan I, you don't want to see him win it like but that, i don't want to see him win it like that yeah like you know i'm, it, 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 I'm Cooper, done watching supercross <laughs> i'm just know, done like if I was Cooper Webb, like he has a shot to come, he could come back and. But I don't know if he was Cooper Webb sitting on the couch watching that punching air. Oh my god, no, he was like, no, because like now he's like, that's my championship. If, you know, well, but was it because it Chase was, was catching him? He was in catching the him, but he was still not. That I think far he was out. only like four or five out. Yeah, I, I think. Know. I think at this point he was probably sitting at home going, "Man, <clears throat> probably should have tried to race." <laughs> <laughs> right, just something, but you know, uh, I know his concussion and everything, but I don't know. That's crazy. Well, I guess when he when he missed the race, it'd be twenty over twenty five points he lost. So, uh, so yeah, he's he's out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Sexton basically just walks right into this. Yep, yep. It's it's crazy how how that worked. Um, man, it's just a gut punch to took the air out of everybody i think it really did it really yeah. this whole i mean it, like two guys left right. out of the whole season to, to make it to the finish line without it, uh missing a race and what's crazy is it's one of them's ken roxon it's like that dude hasn't finished the yeah. series yeah. in like exactly five years you know? exactly do you have the uh i have the rocky mountain okay fantasy. go ahead let's, let's, let's hear all right it. guys we're going to go into the fantasy real quick if you guys play with us um if not just hang tight we're going to go through this really quick because we got a busy night coming uh, over on the Rocky Mountain side, Adam Verostic, 770, is in first place. He is inside overall rank in the whole game, 256. That's pretty good. That's There's pretty daggone good. probably a couple good. people that play that game. Yeah. Yeah, just, just a couple. <laughs> just a couple. Uh, Big Ben 501 is in second. MX Mom 746, shout out to my wife and my son, is in third. Jay Groff 660 is in fourth. Isaiah White is in fifth. And uh, we're running off the top six with uh, C. Mills is in sixth. I haven't seen that one. So Oh, cool. Yeah, C. Mills. So I'm going to give him a shout out. Yeah. New player. Oh, all right. Over on the Paul BMX side, uh, Jason Ellis is took the win this weekend with KTM Rod. I see KTM Rodder up there a lot in that top three. Uh, took second. Elder, two, seven, eight. Took third. Marty Seal Savers took fourth. And Stanley 
851 took fifth. And for the series championship right now, we are looking at TN Williams uh, is sitting in first place. KTM Ryder second. Brandon is in third. third. Baby. I've worked my way back up to fifth after <laughs> after the uh, after the after debacle. The miss, yeah, yeah. 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 Got to So, bloggers. guys, I did not. <clears throat> we have not finished the uh, the uh, split line fantasy results yet. It's been an extremely busy week for us. So it'll it'll be done. It, it'll be it'll done. Be done soon. It'll be done soon. But we do have the uh, the the rider points Wait up, and it. I want to give a shout out to the top scorers yeah. and the twenty two handicap guys. So over on the ATV side, there was actually. Um, Hang on. Oh, man, I'm looking at the wrong picture. You lost it. Come on, man. All right. Uh, Over on the ATV side, we only had one 22 handicap get in, and that was Tavin Cook. He finished in second or 20th place and took home 31 points. Awesome job, man. Yeah, absolutely. But the top scorer for this round was Lane McCormick. Mm. Uh, He was a 16 handicap and finished 11th place, earning him 37 points. Bring in the heat. Over on the bike side, you know, there's always some 22 handicaps to get over there. The top handicap scorer was Jonathan Johnson finishing 11th with a 22 handicap, scoring 49 points. And then 16th through 20th was 22 handicaps. So we had... Uh, Nicholas DeFeo, mm-hmm. Joseph Cunningham, Ooh, Nathaniel, T- pick, yeah. yep. Nathaniel Tasha, uh, Bubs, uh-huh. if you guys don't know, uh, Bolton Baroth, and uh, Dakota DeVore. Ooh. Dakota DeVore. Okay. So congratulations to you guys yeah, for, for Heck of a ride. getting in the top 20 overall and then scoring some points in, sp- in uh, split line fantasy. That's right. So let's get into the weekend really quick. Let's go through the results yeah. of the GNCC Man. starting off. In the four x four pro class, Brandon Frazier took the win over Landon Wolf and Cody Kohler. Those guys seem to be going back oh, yeah. and forth. They're the three of them, forth, yeah. it's awesome. Good racing there. Good racing there. Um, uh, and uh, it did seem like there was some separation between the three of them coming through the finish line. But as far as the whole season goes, yeah, good racing. Yeah, they're all flip. flip Should have saw Brandon coming through. <laughs> Well, he was definitely out to prove a point. Yeah, <laughs> I think at the end of the race, his horn might have been stuck on too because he came flying through, and the horn was just on nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how many people he was passing. He didn't have time to let off the horn. Yeah. And in the uh, the women's <clears throat> pro class, Jessica Eloff took the win. Has Man, she won every race since she's, she's been on the show? She's she's coming. She's coming she's won two in a row, right? Yeah, I think so. And then she was on the show right before right? she won. Yeah. So yeah. Jessica, we might be yep. your good luck charm. That's right. Has, that, that class was like all over the place this weekend, though. Yeah. There was a lot of change-ups throughout the whole race. Yeah. And then she managed to put it in front at yeah. the end of the race where it counted, right? Yeah. So. yeah. And then Caitlin Osborne uh, finished in the second place position, and Hannah Hunter took the final spot yeah. on the podium. Those girls are going yeah. back and forth as well every weekend. Um, and then in the afternoon class, the XC2, uh, the streak has been broken. Yep. Yep. And is that our fault? Nah, nah. We we can't we can't, we can't blame it on us. We can't blame ourselves. We're not claiming it, even if it was. <laughs> yeah. Brandon Owens. Yeah, yeah. West Virginia's own Brandon Owens right. took the win, and it was only a matter of time before Brandon got up there. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. he's he's quick. You know what I mean? And, and I'm coming. interested to see if he can make this uh, championship a points battle. Um, 
uh, as we come north, as we come north, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he he's definitely a northern rider for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so is Steve Harrell. See, Steve finished second yeah. it, uh, on the day, and Lane McCormick took the um, uh, took the final podium position. And then in the uh, the AT, ATV Pro class, uh, Bryson Neal yeah, yeah. took the win. I think we all predicted that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, came out with a vengeance, won by yeah. uh, roughly two minutes. Um, did I say Brandon Neal? Mm, I don't know. Or am I just it. looking at you I, and I thinking think, Brandon? I, I think so. I said Bryson Neal, didn't I? Yeah, pretty oh sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you said Bryson. Yeah. Okay. And then Adam McGill, yeah. West Virginia's he, own. He proved us wrong. He, he proved us wrong. On the show, I really, like, I really did not think that Iron Man was going to be a, was track, going for, to be a track for him. Right. I didn't. Th- I mean, I know that the dude is... I he's, think he's in the best shape he's been in mm, for the past for a while. Yeah, while, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's riding really, really good right now. Uh, and then John Glotta Jr. rounded off the podium, yep. finishing third place. So uh, good racing there, yep. man. Did you see, um, did you see um, uh, John Glotta jump uh, uh, well, Hunter's wheel? Yeah. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then Hunt, did you see Hunter Hart's wreck? Where he clipped yeah. the tree? Yep, I yeah. did see that. Oh man, did you see that it was blocked for sensitive content? Yeah, I seen that. I was what like, really. People are soft nowadays. <laughs> Just ask Bob Huggins. <laughs> uh, shoot, but yeah, that, that was a that, that's a kind of a blow for for Hunter, um, but you know he'll rebound rebound back quick. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, uh, I think that that probably knocked him back down to the second place position yeah. in the points. Uh, <clears throat> we actually have a question that will touch on that later. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. And then uh, <clears throat> over Sunday morning, Rachel Archer took the win yep. in the women's. Pro class Corey Steed take Kate taking second and Kayla O'Neill taking third. That's cool. I think is that her first podium ever? I believe so. I yeah. believe it is. Mm-hmm. But WHC didn't win the overall this weekend. <laughs> did I did he not? No. Oh. Who, who did? Gary Fridley. Oh, oh Gary okay. Fridley. Yeah. Yeah. Local he's, a, guy. he's a local for yeah, us. He's a local, local guy. Yeah. Man, I feel he, like Gary. He can show up in a mud race anywhere on a I mud race like and, and just tear it up. I feel man. like Gary's like that type of guy. That I, I don't know Gary very well, but I know I know like, of him enough yeah. to where it's like I don't know if he trains or anything, but like he shows up <laughs> he just and show just up like and, and just like eh, I took the overall. <laughs> Right. And the, right. I mean, no big deal, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just, the dude, the dude rips. Especially, yeah. And dude, Saturday <laughs> looked pretty kind of dry, and Sunday was a little wet. A little wet. A little oh, wet. yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I don't think Gary trains anymore, but I mean, back in the day, he used to be. He used to be really fast. Right. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just like one of those guys. Not a guys, surprise. He just seems like he could just show up at any race and just like win. You know, it's just, it's weird. It's it's crazy. But yeah, yeah. you can ride. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, and then in the XC2 class in the afternoons, Mike Wachowski. Yes. Man, welcome back, Mike. We're to it's get him good on to the see. Show. We have to yeah. get him on the show. Not only. Not only did he take the XC2 victory, but he, but he finished third overall. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and I'm like, yep, that's that's Mike. Mike yep. yeah, we need it's, to get him on the show soon. Me too, yep. uh, we've not talked to him for a while. He, he's had kind of – it's been weird, right? Yeah. Like not being able to ride up to, to I'm sure, his own standards. Right. And then, uh, you know, I thought beginning of the year, it always seems like he comes out really strong. Right. Um, but must have been having some problems oh. at the beginning of the year. And then just, man, back at it. Yeah. So I hope to see him back up there. Um, is, it, is that the first guy that's podium without like being like a time adjustment in the overall for a while? I like think it, I think Ben's done it. Like 
did Ben do it in XC2? I think he did it. I didn't know without the time adjustment or anything like that. So yeah. usually snowshoes like a place. Mm-hmm. I don't know when the last time that's been done from XC2 without a time adjustment. You without, know I mean? you, without like without, the, the, yeah, the yeah, rows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't remember <clears throat> when it was, but I think Ben did it. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then after uh, Mike, uh, Liam Draper took second, finishing fourth overall, and I have never seen a more disappointed interview, <laughs> not interview, but like a video he put out for such an amazing ride. But I understand. Right. Uh, Did you see the time split? He came up so close. Point nine right. seconds. And I, from from what I heard from his his own words was that a lapper got in his way right. about 50 feet away from the finish line. <laughs> oh, yeah. And... I kind of assumed watching the video that it was literally right when they were coming in where all the people were could getting you, stuck. Could you imagine being right. that lapper? <laughs> if you're listening to the show, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not going to mention your name. I don't know your name, but that would suck to right. be that guy. Yeah. I would feel bad. Especially it's probably like his first race or something. You know what I mean, I don't want to say the first race, but. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> and routing out the podium for the XC2 class, Cody Barnes. Yeah. Uh, heck of a ride Heck-y from that man. guy as well. Uh, and then in the pro class, the XC1 overall. We did overall. it. Six for six. We did it. Six for six. We're, I can't believe it. Can we go seven for seven? Oh There's gosh. no way. There's no way, right? There's no way, right? There's no way. I don't know. Uh, Josh Strang is really good at John Penton. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. so cool. If we went it, seven hey. for seven. Is he the last one that could? Ashburn. And Jordan. Ashburn, Ashburn See, was Ash, leading that Ash, race. Ashburn would be doing good there, but I think, well, I think that's one of our questions, but I think you're going to see it snowshoe, um, Ashburn. But yeah, it's 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 going to be... Ricky. What, what do you Ricky. mean? Are we throwing up like... That's a potential eight for eight if you yeah, did that. Yeah, right. If, if Strang does uh, does that... Well, no, we, we got to go... Mason, we gotta oh, go yeah, we got Mason Dixon, Dixon in between. Yeah. There's no way... <laughs> There's no <laughs> way we get eight for eight. Uh, I don't know. Dude, I don't Stu know if we seemed, get seven for seven. Stu seemed convinced that we could do it. Well, Stu also told us that by round four, four we would have clear <laughs> cut. We would have clear cut like two guys for the championship. And as of right now, we have like six. As of right now, I think the guys are in the pitch going, hey, who wants to win that hasn't won yet? Like, let's just, yeah, keep, let's it, just, let everybody let's just cover keep it going. Let's just yeah. let everybody cover it. Let's like, break you know a record what? that can't be broken. Yeah. They said, we'll just, we'll check up. You guys take the lead. We'll just follow. (laughs) I'm sure that's exactly how it went down. Uh, Johnny Gerard took the win, and he's going to be joining us here in about two minutes. So excited to talk to him. Uh, Stu Baylor took second. And Ben Kelly rounded out your pro podium but was not on the overall podium. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. crazy. So it was a great weekend of racing. Uh, Had a little bit of everything. Had had, uh, hard pack dry. And a little bit of mud. Yeah. So, I don't know about a little bit. <laughs> a lot of bit of mud. a lot of bit of mud. A lot of bit of mud. And, and the sticky type of mud, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. That, it's that mud that you... Yeah. Yeah. Good so, stuff. Yeah. Are we ready? Ready? Yeah. Hey, All right. We're ready. Guys, we're going to go to commercial break. And when we come back on the other side of the commercial break, we will have your XC1. Who's your winner? Johnny Gerard. You've seen them at the track. Now, online. Magna1Motorsports.com. From used bikes, just like Jordan Chase and the rest of the team ride. Plus, all the gear you need. Helmets, goggles, gear, and more. Magna1Motorsports.com or Trackside at GMCC and NEPG events. Be sure to pick up a bottle of Magna One's Magna One Clean It, revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike. Coming soon, join Chase Landers and Team Clean. Trackside for everything you need when you need it. 
and at your fingertips at MagnaOneMotorsports.com. Magna One Motorsports and MagnaOneMotorsports.com, your everything dirt bike headquarters. Doug here from Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. I just wanted to take the time to thank you for listening to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast and for a great 2022 season. I look forward to meeting as many of you as I can on the GNCC circuit next year, which reminds me, Split Line has talked me into continuing with their discount code. All you need to do is go to our website, sunstar-breaking.com, and use the code SPLITLINE30 to get 30% off your order. If you are not a Sunstar rider and you would like to be, then check out the racer tab while you are there. If the link is active, then we are still accepting riders. Hey guys, it's Mason with Steel Savers. If you've been listening to the show for a while or you've been around dirt bikes for a bit, you should know that Steel Savers makes the ultimate fork seal protection for your dirt bike. Not only do we have a full range of product for your dirt bike, we also have a variety of products for your side-by-side, for your mountain bike, for your quad. Be sure to check out our coil savers and CV boot savers for a double layer of protection over your CV boot. Check out sealsavers.com and enter the code SPLITLINE for 25% off. That's sealsavers.com and the code is SPLITLINE for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the show. All right, guys, we are back from the show. Thanks for hanging with us. And on the line now, we are joined by the Hoosier XC1 and overall winner, Johnny Gerard. Johnny, what's going on, man? Uh, not too much. Just uh, just hanging out, feeling good. Still uh, coming down off the cloud from the weekend. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, has it sunk in yet? First overall win and uh, uh, couldn't have come at a better time, right? Yeah, for sure. No, uh, it's definitely sunken in. And, uh, you know, we obviously all of us work hard, uh, you know, every day. So uh, definitely just uh, just cool to, you know, get one under my belt and, and get a good result. And, uh you know, something to keep my head head held high and uh, keep uh, the chase exciting. You know, right? I was getting ready to say, what's more exciting, winning your first XC one race or keeping it six for six? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's pretty cool, honestly. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's really cool. Both uh, you know, XC one and XC two are both stacked this year, and it's uh, making for some good racing. It's cool to say yeah yeah because we were just joking we're like man is there any way we can get seven for seven this year like it's crazy <laughs> it's possible it is it, it definitely is possible, possible but it's one of those things like like it, it is kind of cool to be a part of that uh, of like a really historical season yeah but uh, i'm sure like all of you guys would be like oh, i'd rather be like six for six being <laughs> the guy that that has swept the series so far but it is kind of cool to be a part of that uh such a uh, competitive class yeah, for sure. And to say sure. that you got to win in such a, a, a competitive yeah. class. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm stoked. You know, I came honestly close to getting a couple podiums this year, and mm-hmm. the cards just didn't play out. And uh, yeah, it just feels good to finally, uh, finally get one and and be first. So that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, we going into the season, we we were doing all of our, all of our preview shows and and uh, really kind of hyping it up and everything. And and when we mentioned you, is like one of those things. Like, man, we were really excited to see what you could do in this class. Just knowing the what you did in XC two, and like after you came back midway through the season last year, uh, and and just really just picked up where you left off, kind of, and 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 having a great season. Um, and and then going into the season, starting the season, 
you ended up having to have a surgery, I guess, and did that kind of delay your progression? Yeah, I, I would say, um, you know, I was feeling I was feeling really good, honestly, um, down in boot camp in Florida. And, uh, you know, I kind of took a little bit of time off last year, but not really. kind of just stayed steady and, and kept working hard. And I was in a really good spot um, coming into this year and was feeling really strong. And, yeah, I had to um, – <clears throat> just woke up one morning um and my arm uh, the bursitis sac um, and it like blew up and uh it was really strong and, yeah, a wire um, from a previous surgery i got um you know 10 12 years ago i uh, snapped the end of my elbow off and it was all wired together mm-hmm. and it was basically like a rat's nest and the wire came out and it was like poking a tendon and just had my arm locked out and um i couldn't really do much riding and I took a week off um, before the first sprinter at Saba Max and uh, just let my arm calm down. And it kind of like finally, you know, um, I was icing it and doing all sorts of stuff. Finally um, calmed down and I ended up racing um, the Saba Max first U.S. sprinter of the year and uh, in quite a bit of pain, um, just kind of loaded up on, you know, Advil and, um, dealt with it mm-hmm. and then uh you know tuesday or wednesday after that i got surgery and uh yeah just had to you know race the first couple like the sprint first gncc with 21 staples in my arm and you know fresh uh just cutting the bursitis sack out of my arm and and all the metal and stuff it was sore and definitely and uh and then just kind of never really got better like i was hoping it would and just kept blowing up and blowing up and blowing up and i was you know draining it um you know it's 80 cc's mm-hmm. here uh you know i i got um 60 out of it and then um it ended up so we drained it before georgia mm-hmm. and it was like a three-hour mud bath and uh didn't seal it up the best it ended up getting infected Ooh. and uh Actually, that helped the swelling. So I went <laughs> on antibiotics for like three three weeks, and my stomach was so torn up from that. And uh, obviously, they're just super hard. And I was on two two strong um, antibiotics that you know, doctor told me this will kill just about anything together. So uh, <laughs> obviously, they're killing all the good stuff in there too. And uh, so it's just that was just super rough. And and right. uh, finally, felt like I was getting over that. And then kind of just g'd out at the sprint and actually like i don't know my messed my back all up and i could i could barely you know walk without being in pain or like i was trying to sleep on the couch and couldn't lay down without being in pain and uh kind of just went into camp coker like felt like i was riding like i was a two by four and uh, (laughs) just kind of suffered through it and yeah just uh just a streak of uh very unfortunate luck right. i guess and, right. um you know going into indiana i guess just feel all the stars aligned and uh i felt good and i've been putting in the work like i said and uh you know kind of getting back to it i lost a lot of riding time when i got that surgery and uh you know i had over over a month off the bike mm-hmm. i think for five weeks to be honest with you and right it just kind of definitely put a damper on um the start of the season but yeah um yeah coming off this last race and getting the win i mean i i uh you know 
I guess can't use that as an excuse <laughs> anymore, you know, at that time. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously fit and, and good to go. So now hopefully I can, you know, be up there and, and be in that fight um, throughout it, the rest of the it, year. It wouldn't be your style if it wasn't hard. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I listened to, um, I think it was uh, the on the, the Power of the Mind podcast with Ryan Sipes and you. And I learned a lot about you through that podcast. And I'm like, man. This guy has went through hell and back, and and is still going through some crazy stuff. But uh, man, just just fighting through all that that must make that win feel even better. And and if I'm right, did you won the you've already wrapped up the 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 sprint door championship, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I I um, wrapped it up at the last round there at Promised Land. I'm That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, it's it's really cool. To, a really cool story. Really cool to see uh, uh, what you're able to accomplish th- this past weekend. And I, I have a question about riding with the staples. Was that doctor approved? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we had it. Uh, we had it. Uh, what? What is the, that seal? I don't know. We like, had it sealed off. Like galled up and we stuff. We had yeah. it tagaderm strip we had kt tape so it didn't fall off i had an ace bandage around the freaking <laughs> impression sleeve and honestly it was it was decent at the sprints but when i raced big buck that first gncc yeah. i like cut the circulation off of my arm and you know maybe i should have pulled over or took it off or what but i was so nervous riding with right with an injury like that and nervous to fall on it i kind of just extra protection and uh yeah i just i couldn't feel my arms the whole first year. <laughs> it was dangerous i, bet. I, I ghosted my bike right in front of my team manager timmy and, <laughs> and i was caught on film with my hands bouncing off the bars and i mean I, i'm talking like five to ten times a lap like my hands would just come flying off the bars and i was like i'm gonna get hurt and i just rode rode to what i could and uh obviously that was pretty poorly but uh i yeah, just just uh the the cards i was dealt with and just kind of suffered on through it yes i mean all things considered though i mean y- you got a top 10 so <laughs> i mean with all that being considered i mean it's still it, it's extremely impressive and i think that's the cool things that like it's awesome that we get to talk to you and, and kind of like uh let the general public know those stories because it's already gnarly enough that you guys are going three hours mm-hmm. and racing in the most, the toughest Condition. uh, conditions yeah. possible. But then to add on the fact of, of that and everything yeah. you're going through, um, I mean, it just, the, the grit and determinations is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we all, all of us that race dirt bikes, obviously, you know, have that and, and no, what it's like and no uh you know you got to do what you got to do sometimes right so how's um is are you doing camp did you do camp russell and all that stuff or are you guys still doing that or yeah yeah i train with uh caleb and and jacob at ranch russell Uh, we do the kind of like the three months um down in florida and now Mm -hmm. we're back up in north carolina was that was this your first year or have you done have you done that no, I've been there a couple of years now. Okay. I I was there both my gas gas um, years, okay. and uh, I did a little bit of riding with Caleb before kind of Ranch Russell came about. Um, even uh, previous than that, on the Trail Justers KTM. Mm-hmm. So I've been um, been around here. I would say for you know I don't know. I would say 
close to, I guess three and a half four years <laughs> okay yeah yeah I, I'm sure stepping in um like ste- what what was it like stepping into the, the to the KTM role um with the team and all that like how's that all been going it's been it's been good um I honestly around a lot of the same people um obviously the truck's different the races and mm-hmm. manager and kind of people who I talk to like that but I just been kind of in the same training program and stuff and what I do day-to-day basis so that's all kind of the same so I mean it was kind of just a a color change there um Mm -hmm. obviously um obviously in in other ways it was it was much different stuff and just uh you know being on being on the fmf red bull ktm factory team like just very very cool feeling and um you know there's there's um you know perks to it so um right yeah i mean day-to-day basically it hasn't changed much but um you know at the races and obviously other ways it has right yeah yeah Yeah. so uh if i remember correctly i think it was before the season started um the whole ktm crew I believe went out west and uh, got to ride. And we're, we're, if you didn't know, like we're big like podcast buffs. Like we listened to like the Paul Pomex and Brandon was talking about yeah. the other show and everything. And and we listened to all this stuff. And I heard uh, Chris Kiefer um, talking about how like riding with you guys and everything. And he pointed you out in particular. And he was like, "That dude is gnarly." <laughs> and there was like nothing when we went riding together. There was nothing that he wouldn't do. And uh, uh, I just thought it was cool to hear him talk specifically about you like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there was, uh, I think one thing that stood out in particular um, was, I don't know, there was just two big like doubles out in the middle of the desert. And uh, they were built from a skid steer and stuff like that. They were pretty big. And like the first one, the landing was blind. And then the second one was like out of a dip, like right after it. And um, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't anything I would say too crazy, but, uh, I just fad like hit the first one and then I was like, Oh, that's cool. And like hit the first one and then hit the second one. And, um, I don't know. It was cool. I, I think <laughs> they thought it was super gnarly. And I was just like, I was just, I was just hitting a jump, but, uh, Woods guys aren't yeah. first to hit jumps, man. They're, they're like, <laughs> man, he did that and did it with a big tank. <laughs> <laughs> I got a nickname, uh, jumping Johnny after that, uh, ride nice. did. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That, that's the stuff that people like to hear about, the stories they don't get to see and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And I think yeah. it's cool when you guys get to go free riding because it's probably not something that you get to do a lot. I mean, you're probably always trying to beat a stopwatch. You're probably always trying to find a line. How much fun is it when you do get the opportunity just to go and enjoy sitting on a dirt bike with your buddies? It's a blast, yeah, for sure. Um, definitely enjoy it. It brings back, you know, it just brings you back to why you started riding and uh just to be able to enjoy it a little bit and stuff too yeah because i mean we definitely are are chasing the stopwatch a lot and uh (laughs) yeah it's just cool to be able to go out and uh just have fun and goof around and uh 
you know, just do a little play riding. Yeah, right. that's awesome. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, we're, we have this new segment. It's called the Sunstar uh, Shifting Gears segment. And tonight, guys, we're going to be going kind of in and out yeah. of this segment because yeah. we have questions for all of our guests. So right. it's going to be kind of like bouncing in and out of the segment. <laughs> uh, but uh, before we let you go, I think we had a few questions that either you could answer or were directed towards you. So our producer, uh, producer D over here is going to ask those questions for you real quick. All right. All right. So the first question is, what are your pre-race meals and pit stop drink of choice? Uh, so before race meals, Sunday morning, I would wake up, um, eat some eggs, probably three or four, um, and then some power waffles. Um, I like the Kodiak power waffles, um, mm. maybe a little peanut butter on them or whatever. And then I'll go do some my pedaling and stuff and then uh, come back and eat some salmon and rice usually for lunch. And that's what I'll have Sunday morning before the race. And I will drink uh, pretty much just scratch in my pit bottles. What, what was that? Scratch? Scratch. What is What is that? Yeah. Um, it's just like a hydration drink, oh. uh, cyclists use and stuff. You can find it on Amazon. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Did you write all that down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I just wrote the time, the time down of the show that way I can go back. We can, everybody can go back and listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Sounds good. Everybody, everybody will be doing that, you yeah. know. We're eating salmon and rice and, and, uh, scratch is going to be sold out. Now. Kodiak and peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. That the, much. Just some healthy snacks. There you go. <laughs> All right, the next question was, how many times do you think is appropriate to bike the track before the race? Mm. I would say two is good. Um, three is good. I would say anything over that's probably a little overkill, but I would say two to three. Two okay. to three that. Yeah. So, so is that your average two to three? Yeah. I mean, at a GNCC, yeah. I mean, it depends how hard the track is to paddle and stuff like that. Like, at Ironman, obviously, before we got the rain Saturday, it was super easy to bike. And, I mean, my e-bike was using, like, a bar, a lap. That's crazy. Like, (laughs) usually a track will kill a whole e-bike battery. So, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, you have three hours out there. Obviously, you want to be sharp and that's how you make passes on the first lap, knowing all those little lines that, you know, if you get a bad start or, or whatnot. But um, I think uh, GNCC, uh, I would say two to three laps. Uh, okay. Sprinter or something like that, I tend to do more. But Yeah. All right, I got one more fun question for you. <laughs> and you can speak on this because you're part of this question. So out of all of the XC1 bike guys, which of you guys would be an F1 driver? The best F1 driver? Well, just Which a one would driver. be a F1 driver? Okay. Or could be. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, is that see, something you could see yourself doing? Yeah, sure. I'll put my money on myself. There you go. There we go. There you go. <laughs> These are all questions from our listeners. We they they send them all in on Instagram and We 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 have made the mistake before of being like the the craziest the crazier the question the more likely we'll yeah. be able to say, to say it so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's cool but yeah. no, no but uh uh it would be cool to see some cross okay I, i'll ask you a question this uh, of all the xc1 bike guys who do you think would win if all of you raced a quad that oh, would be boy, i don't know 
<laughs> He's like, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, I'm not sure. Know. <laughs> no experience. No experience. I've heard, who is it that we've heard that's actually pretty good? Grant. Grant. I've heard Grant's pretty good. Craig. Yeah. Yeah. I heard Craig was Craig, pretty Craig good. Craig DeLong, yeah, it's not too bad. I have to, I have to get Johnny Gallagher to let me try his squad out. <laughs> try his there squad. we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. that'd, be, that'd be fun to see. Yeah. He said <laughs> next, next round they do, he's going to get in on that with Caleb and see if he can beat him. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was actually hurt when that was going on. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I could have I tried then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever rode one? No, I mean, I obviously, like – yeah, when I was a kid, we had this utility quad. We rode around like we were freaking racing quads. But uh, no, I've never rode a like a full blown quad. Uh, back when Brandon and I were kids, uh, we trashed a few utility quads yeah. trying to yeah. yeah trying to <laughs> one or two, one or two, one or two. So, <laughs> hey Johnny, man, we appreciate your time on the show tonight. Uh, it was awesome to have you on. And uh, uh, hey, what uh, what's your what's the round you're looking forward to the most? Uh, since we're done with the army, we're back north. Oh, uh, um, I like uh, I like snowshoe. Uh-huh. I like Boy Scout camp. Um, honestly, I like uh, the rougher the better. West West Virginia <laughs> rounds. Yeah, yeah, I like um, the Buckwheat 100. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not I'm not I'm not too picky. I I'm gonna just you know try to enjoy it enjoy the rest of the rounds and i feel like when i'm enjoying myself and doing better so uh yeah just i kind of just looking forward to to racing anywhere really yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. well good good luck man and uh <clears throat> good luck in your uh your your uh trial to be the uh first person to win two in a row here in a couple weeks so <laughs> uh hey we appreciate your time on the show tonight buddy and uh we'll, we'll talk to you down the road all right thank you guys we'll talk to you later all, all right, right man. Thank, thank you, you buddy yeah, bye, bye. All right, wow. Johnny Gerard. Wow, man, what a story! Like you said, uh, he, he's been through a lot. He's been man. through a lot, yeah. and and you know, I think we all knew that this was coming this year. Yeah, um, we just the, expected the, it earlier for some reason. Well, you know, well, as, for some reason is because we didn't realize he he was going to be like when we had having that, staples while racing. When we had that first <laughs> show, we didn't realize we were going to be having staples. Right, yeah, uh, staples, and, and and the biggest thing I, I don't I, everybody's ever looking probably. Is, this is his rookie year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is his rookie year in XC1. Dude's got raw speed. He's quick. And uh, I, I have a feeling uh, once he's got that confidence now and, and he's felt that up there and he's feeling better, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he you don't start seeing him up on the podium a lot more the rest of the year. No, I agree. I agree. I think, you know, it's that's one of those things, especially when, you, when, when, when you're cut into, it's one of those things that you just have to have time, right? Right. And I don't think it's a coincidence that he picked up that win after maybe a three three week break right. from GNCC had a little bit more time. I know he was still racing, but right. had had a little bit more time to to let that thing heal. Um, and I'm excited, man. I think yeah. that you got somebody that, uh, um, man. You know, I don't know. I would say this year he's probably too far out mm-hmm. of the points. Um, you just never know. I mean, hey, I mean, look at Sexton. And I know. He's sitting in eighth right now, and and he's and he's like sixty some points behind. Well, what if he wins out? I, you know, you're not wrong. You're you know, not wrong. What if he wins out? What if he wins out? There's, 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 and and you know, we just watched Supercross uh, happen. Um, injuries, unfortunately. Yeah. Knock on wood, don't want anybody to get hurt. 
but injuries do happen in this sport that we love so much. So things happen. Um, but uh, isn't it crazy that our top three bike guys are within six points mm-hmm. after six rounds? Right, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> this is a toss up. Who we got coming on next? Up next, we have <laughs> Coach Rob Beams Ooh, coming on. Get your nope, your get pen and notebook note- back. Put, get the notebook mm-hmm. out. Get the pens out and start writing down some information. Drink because you some brain, eat some brain food. It's been a minute since we've had Rob on, and I'm sure that we have a decent amount of new listeners since then. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Coach Rob Beams, he is um, a strength and well, not he's everything pretty much strength conditioning, conditioning. um you know he'll but help he really, you he really caters to the mo the, the motocross mm-hmm. uh in the dirt he, bike racing side yeah i mean well he does pretty much everything cycling, cycling yeah. triathlons yeah um he's worked with some some stars of the sport but mm-hmm. i think he also prides himself on working with the grassroots guys yeah. as well yeah. um uh right now um is he he's working with mike Witkowski. As far, I believe. I, I know I believe. he was last year. I know he was I'm last not sure year. This year. Well, we can ask him yeah. here soon. But uh, we should have known that before. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just for clarification, they were asking about the rest of the Sunstar questions. So uh-huh. we will be going in and out of those questions yeah. until we're done with Austin's interview because there's questions for in there Austin. for everybody. Yeah. 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 We have some so. for Coach Rob and some for me and Coop. Is, is there and, some for me? Yeah, there's some for us. There is. Yeah. Yeah. Did you read through them? You're not supposed to read through them, Brandon. Listen, it's my it's my segment. I do what I want. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we he, to, he we, didn't look at them. We it's need, a surprise. We need to catch your authentic <clears throat> reaction. Listen, I just skim. I'm just like, oh boy. Skim? I just skim. Skim milk? Skim. Even if he looked at the question, it would still be an authentic answer when you get to it. Hey, you know what you I know dig what it to do? do? What? I, I actually got the rod this weekend for the oh, first time. Nice. Oh my nice. gosh, it was nice. You know what I you know what I did this weekend? Nothing. Go to a baseball game. <laughs> Listen, this is what really set our listeners off. Mm-hmm. Baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you missed our shit last week, guys, people it's all Coop wanted to talk about were, baseball. People were pissed. Mr. Doug was was upset with you and your Doug, baseball. Doug was so mad he was like, <laughs> I'm, "I'm calling, calling in. In, I'm calling into the show <laughs> to let them know that this is not some stick and ball sport show." That's right. And uh, uh, I guess we didn't have Devin here to yeah to keep us on track. I was trying, track. Devin. I was trying. This guy was like watching a baseball game while, was, while the show I was, was going on. I was. I was, stuff, I was so. It was a very loose program. I heard because I went back and listened. <laughs> And loose. It, it was pretty loose. We kept it we pre- kept it pretty loose, you know. That's why Jonathan is supposed to take my place. Jonathan was like, just over there Jonathan like zoned was, in and just lo- loving it. You know, he was just loving it over there. So <laughs> had to have a talk with him. Yeah. <laughs> right. How about JJ Weatherholt? I thought you were going to talk about producer JJ. Hitting hitting a two-run home run up there at Pitt tonight. All right, who we got? I think (laughs) think it's time to to roll around. Next interview. All right, next interview, we're going to be going to Coach Rob, and uh, I'm excited to talk to Coach Rob, friend of the show, and it's going to be fun to to get to to chat with him. Uh, So, you ready to go to commercial break? Let's go to commercial break, break, guys. You've seen him at the track. Now, online. Magna1Motorsports.com From used bikes, just like Jordan Chase and the rest of the team ride. Plus, all the gear you need. Helmets, goggles, gear, and more. 
Magno1Motorsports.com or trackside at GNCC and NEPG events. Be sure to pick up a bottle of Magno One's Magno One Clean It, revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike. Coming soon. Join Chase Landers and Team Clean. Trackside for everything you need when you need it. And at your fingertips at Magno1Motorsports.com. Magno One Motorsports and Magno1Motorsports.com. Your everything dirt bike headquarters. Doug here from Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. I just wanted to take the time to thank you for listening to the Splitline Off-Road Podcast and for a great 2022 season. I look forward to meeting as many of you as I can on the GNCC circuit next year, which reminds me, Splitline has talked me into continuing with their discount code. All you need to do is go to our website, sunstar-breaking.com, and use the code SPLITLINE30 to get 30% off your order. If you are not a Sunstar rider and you would like to be, then check out the racer tab while you are there. If the link is active, then we are still accepting riders. Hey guys, it's Mason with Steel Savers. If you've been listening to the show for a while or you've been around dirt bikes for a bit, you should know that Steel Savers makes the ultimate fork seal protection for your dirt bike. Not only do we have a full range of product for your dirt bike, we also have a variety of products for your side-by-side, for your mountain bike, for your quad. Be sure to check out our coil savers and CV boot savers for a double layer protection over your CV boot. Check out SealSavers.com and enter the code SPLITLINE for 25% off. That's SealSavers.com and the code is SPLITLINE for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the show. All right, guys, we are back, and uh, we are happy to have on the line a friend of the show, somebody we haven't had on in a while, and it is about time that we got this gentleman on. Coach Rob Beams is on. Coach, how's it going? Hey, good evening, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Deeply appreciate it. Oh, yeah, we, we, we appreciate your time tonight. I appreciate uh, you uh, wanting to come on and, and, and chat with us. Absolutely. With the uh, the way that the season's going, how can we not get together? It's, it's been an incredible year so far already. Oh, man, this has been insane, especially on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought six for six yeah. going into, going into uh, the uh, seventh round of the season – Six different winners. It's been it's been a wild year. Uh, it's been fun to talk about for sure too. Yeah, there's never been a dull moment. You know, obviously I've got quite a bit of eggs in Mike Witowski's basket. So yeah. for for myself, it's uh, it's been one of those seasons that every race you learn a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. As I always say to Mike, even when we do win the race like we did this weekend, uh, in my world, the human telemetry that we get out of the race is far more important than the trophy. I know for Mike, he likes bonuses, but for uh, uh, that's what pays his bills. But for myself, uh, learning a little bit more about what the body can do, <clears throat> excuse me, what I love about the GNCC side is when you look at how many times those guys go around a loop and you look at the total number of motorcycles that go around in one loop, the dynamics are so diverse that mm-hmm. – you know, when we do a data dump afterwards, the information is, I mean, the cup runneth over. There's so many variables to look at. And then we always look at, <clears throat> pardon me, we compare year to date. So that's the type of analysis that we have a good time with. Yeah, I'm sure. Cause I mean, like, like I've always said, there's like probably like four or 500 dirt bikes on that track in the PM and they get it at the last part of the day, the last part of the weekend. And then things change rapidly speeds and gosh, it's, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy number. 
Yeah, it really is. And, you know, like with Mike and anybody that we work with, as you guys know, we work with the Nash girls. Mm -hmm. um, just absolutely love working with all these different athletes off-road. The beautiful thing about off-road is you can't run from fitness. You can't run from hydration. And obviously that's my wheelhouse. But it, Mike and I tease about it. You know, his warm-up is sometimes three times longer than the Supercross main event in the 450 <laughs> class on Saturday night. That's crazy. And yeah. <clears throat> and when you, when you stop and you look with uh, Mike, we look at average heart rate, we look at max heart rate, we look at calories burnt and you know, you've got Mike burning upwards of a thousand calories an hour and stop and think about that. You know, 3000 calories compare that to what a supercross racer burns. And you look at the heat, the humidity, the track changes, the loops change. You have lappers, um, as we know, that can that could be a deal, a real big deal breaker. Yeah. Not even a bike setup, not even a fitness, just logistics that you don't see in Supercross. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I, I tell you what, you, we keep talking about Mike, and man, he had an awesome ride this weekend. Yeah. And um, it, it seemed amazing like amazing ride. Him and him and Liam both had an yeah. amazing ride this weekend. Right. I mean, I know Liam was bummed with the way the race finished for him, but for both of those two to stick it in the top five, and for Mike to get on that overall podium, let alone winning the XC two class, just an amazing round for both mm -hmm. of them. Absolutely. I mean, who doesn't like to see a race that's wheel to wheel for start to finish? Really? Right. Um, and it's, it's really great because, you know, when you look at the way that the season started out, you know, one of the things that Mike and I always look at is, did we race to the physical capabilities that we know we're capable of? And not because Mike got the win, just sheerly based on numbers. This was the first race that we, we legitimately had Mike at what we consider the race pace. Hmm. And, um, he had a little bit more left in the tank. We were glad to see that. Um, you know, if the race demands of it, you know, you stall the bike or you put the bike down, you've got to have that wiggle room to be able to pick it up and take off again. So knowing that we still had another five, maybe even 10% in the tank, uh, to be able to battle in that type of a situation, the challenge that you run into with off-road is if you're racing at that, you know, absolute threshold and you do stall the bike, you're going to get beat just because your race intensity is at the wrong level. Mm -hmm. And you've got to always, you've always got to allow a little bit in the reserve. I keep saying it, but you stall the bike, you clip a tree, you put the bike down. If you don't have the energy and you're already right on that cusp of going anaerobic, you unfortunately will go nowhere but backwards. Yeah. And that's not a, that's not a fitness issue. That's a strategy mistake. I've been there multiple times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not a good feeling I, for I, sure. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so, yeah. so when a rider, when a rider, when doesn't, when you look at the data and everything and they don't reach the level of potential that you, uh, that you guys have both said that you can, they haven't emptied the tank or they haven't, um, reached that level. I'm sure it's not always an effort thing. What other reasons would cause them to not be able to get maximum performance out um, in that race when they need it the most? Well, I've got to be very careful the way I say this mm -hmm. because it's going to sound like I'm throwing somebody under the bus, and by no means I'm not. If we take Mike and we take his head off his shoulders and it's just a human being, let's let's say it's one of you guys. Mm -hmm. If If we know that we've got a heart rate that we can race at, and at that heart rate, we know what the calorie burn rate is. We know what the sweat rate is. 
we we know all of the variables necessary to be able to go strong for three hours. Maybe we we try to set it up so that Mike can go fast for three hours, mm -hmm. preferably three hours and thirty minutes if necessary. We know that's not necessary, but we know we can do it. We've tested it. We know we can do it. The only thing that would keep an athlete from being able to push his human body to that level is when the bike is not balanced or set up. So, for example, if we choose the wrong setting and the bike is kicking, maybe it's side swapping, maybe the bike's not doing what we want it to do, the athlete is not able to, he is not going to be comfortable enough to be able to push the bike to mm. its potential. So stop and think about the perfect scenario. If we have a bike that's balanced, suspension, and, and the big variable that's nearly impossible for any team to dictate is what direction is the course going to go. Right. So just like with Cooper Webb, how many times have we heard that they set the bike up for the second half of mm. the race where mm -hmm. they know, because we know the race is going that direction. Well, Supercross, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it's 99% predictable. Right. Off-road, off it's 99% not predictable. So mm. when you're looking at the idea that you have a team that's going to have to speculate, what is the direction the track's going to go? You set the bike up to it. The perfect scenario is... The track develops exactly the way the bike is set up and the athlete can push the bike to its potential because here's the challenge. How many people do you know have purchased a bike and the setup and the capabilities of the bike is above what the athlete's riding ability mm -hmm. is? Oh yeah. Yep. So in that case, you have an athlete like myself. If I go buy a factory edition 450, I will never push that bike to its potential, but I'm going to show high fatigue levels when I'm, if I look at it from an athletic standpoint, because the bike is riding me. <laughs> yeah. mm, okay. When when you're when you're dealing with somebody like Mike, the perfect day is he can push that bike to 100% of its capabilities, and when the bike serves it back, the human body can absorb, and you can mm. elevate both of those to a level that nobody can match you. So, I'm not giving away any secrets here. My goal for Mike is always to be able to win a race at about 85% of his maximum capability because the variable that we can't control is going down, pushing the front end, getting stuck, stalling, whatever. So mm -hmm. if you, and it doesn't matter if you're a professional or if you're an amateur, you know, I do the same thing with Kate and Ellie Nash. We never race at close to our 100% maximum because it leaves you no room, especially during that last hour. You know, if you think about it this way, if, if you and I were running a 5K or a 10K running race and I were to say to you, hey, Brandon, how did you do in the race? And you go, hey, I got second place. I ran 24 minutes for a 5K. Well, we didn't say, well, what place were you in at mile one, two and three? You just said I won in 24 minutes. Mm -hmm. So what we always say, like with our endurance division, like in a marathon, the race really begins at mile 20. Doesn't matter what happens. If you're dead to the world at mile 20, the last 10K is going to be miserable. <laughs> so what we always say in the GNCC world is the race really begins at the two-hour mark. Mm. You've got to get to the two-hour mark conservative. You've got to get there as economically as possible. And you've got to be ready to go and go hard at the three-hour mark. Mm -hmm. so, so if you go and race at 95% for the first hour, where are you going to be the third hour? You're going to be on struggle bus. Yeah, Devin's taking quads. I can already tell. Yeah, I, I mean, it pertains both ways. Right, right. right. So, like, <laughs> if you are training in this way, 
and you want to know that you can r ride for two hours on an ATV or three hours on a dirt bike, how many times should you be testing yourself on your practice track at home or something like that to see how hard it is for you to do that? It's a very, very good question. There's two, there's two components. We test every six weeks. We test lactate threshold, VO2 max, strength to weight ratios, threshold of fatigue, and critical speed numbers. Sounds really big and sophisticated, <laughs> but, but when you collect a bunch of data, those are variables that we test every six weeks, obviously depending on the race schedule. It, the other side of the equation is what we call race day simulation, completely different. Because on race day, do you care what your VO2 max number is? It's part of your race, but it doesn't make your race. Race day simulation is, think about it, we're going to race snowshoe completely different than we did Florida, and Florida will be different than Georgia, and Georgia will be different than Ironman. Right. It's just the nature of the beast. So that's why your question is so on point, because race day simulation is more geared towards the elevation at snowshoe versus the lack of elevation at Florida but heat and humidity in Florida that we're not going to see at snowshoe. Right. So, so when it when it comes to the frequency, it, it's really predicated off of the race schedule. And mm -hmm. to be honest with you, we take the previous year's data. We use that data dump as a blueprint on how we win the next season. Hmm. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot more to it than, like, a <laughs> lot. There, I mean, there, I knew there was a lot more to it, but, right. like, most people would not think that you put this much thought into – Mm -hmm. how things are going to go, especially like a year in advance, right. basically, because mm -hmm. you're already doing the stuff now, but then next year you're going to take that same stuff and try to simulate and make it better than what it was mm -hmm. the year before. So, yeah. If, yeah. if you guys yeah. want coach Rob and, and I'll throw a plug out there for him, but I'm actually a member of coach Rob's, uh, uh, online stuff that he does. And he, oh, he membership? yeah, the membership and, uh, it, he pretty much has it all laid out there for you. Like, Everything he's talking about, it's it's in there. So if you guys are really interested, go go check that out for him because he he literally has it. Like week one, you're doing this. This day you're riding. This day you're testing. This day you're you're testing in the gym. It's it's crazy. Yeah. No, I I appreciate it very much. And you bring up a really good point, and that is, and I don't mind. You know, I don't think I'm saying anything that Mike will be disappointed in, but we are not. And this is going to, this is me speaking. This is not Mike. This is strictly me, Mike's physiologist. We expect to win because we're, we want to get to a point where we can win the XC1 class. Mm -hmm. So this is just part of the stepping stone to get to where we're going. But when you just made the comment, you're planning a year out, Mike and I are four years out right now. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's and, crazy. So even further than life, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But it but here's the crazy part. Along the way, you gotta factor in team changes. Mm -hmm. You gotta factor in schedule changes. You gotta factor in relationship issues. You gotta <laughs> factor in travel, wear and tear. Yep. You know, now we're managing illnesses and injuries. And again, I don't mind saying this on public record. We're not trying to build any fitness for Mike right now. We're just trying to make sure that we don't get overworked end up with a suppressed immune system and or get injured. Mm -hmm. yeah. But that was all programmed back during the winter when we said, okay, this, this particular race course is not as physically as demanding as this one. So we almost like trained through this one to peak at the next one or two from now or whatever the number may be. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody that is an amateur racer, maybe not not to uh, Mike's caliber or an XC1, XC2 guy, but you're looking – and you've went through the first half of the season and, and you maybe have struggled with your fitness, uh, really feel like you're dogging it towards the end of the race, and you're looking at this summer break coming up, do you have time to build – fitness in this summer break or what would you say to your average gncc guy would be the best um i guess way to get through it like right, get, way to get through it do you what should should you try to build or do you try to maybe just maintain what you have and then try to start the next year with a fresh slate the the number one thing that we have to do when we get to the starting grid is we need to be tapered and I know people hear the word taper, and it, ting- it tends to be misapplied. Taper, by definition, is essentially shedding fatigue. So when you're looking at that break that we get, the very first thing everybody needs to focus on is recharging your batteries. I don't know if that's going to take two days, two weeks, or the full two months. I don't know. It, and that's where you get into the idea of how much fatigue has somebody put on their body. So I wish the Supercross series would emulate the off-road world because – What's great about off-road is you race on the weekend, you recover till Wednesday, you do a seven-day training block from Wednesday to Wednesday, do a three-day taper and race again. Mm-hmm. So the amount of wear and tear, even though it doesn't seem like it's that big of a difference being seven days apart versus being 14 days apart, from a human physiology standpoint, is absolutely incredibly beneficial. You notice how we're not seeing as much of an attrition rate in the off-road world that we're seeing in the Supercross? Right, right, yeah. And it's just simply because a human being cannot keep up the pace that the Supercross schedule is requiring and requesting. And as a result, you have 98% of the the field is decimated. Yeah. I right. mean, think about it this weekend. You only had AC, you had Roxon, and you had Sexton on the track. You know, yeah. you're talking three factory bikes. When we go outdoors... Is Anderson even going to race? Right. And AC can handle two thirties plus two. Mm-hmm. So we may not even see factory riders when we go outdoors with the exception of the Lawrence brothers. Uh, uh, well, speaking from the 450, Lawrence brothers, Sexton, mm-hmm. that's going to be pretty much it. Right. Yeah. Right. It's going to be a Honda. <laughs> Honda yeah. Fest up front. Uh, and then that that's where it goes back to during the break. If you can shed fatigue in a week or two, Then what you do is you start working on your aerobic base again because that is the number one limiting factor. Mm. Unfortunately, most of the listeners think that the only way to go fast is to go fast, and it's absolutely not true. It's the opposite. Mm. So, for example, let's say that you and I, we've got a two-stroke, and we go and we get a carburetor off of an old KX500 or a Mako 4. I'm going to go just as absurd and as big as I can, right? Go get the biggest carburetor, and you keep stuffing it into – a certain size of a cylinder well that all the air fuel mixture isn't going to create more power in the in the size of the piston take the opposite if i take an oversized if i take a kx 500 piston and i'm stuffing a a, a kx 80 i'm going back in the same year right no mm-hmm. we didn't have 85s we only had <laughs> 80s then so you take a kx 80 and you stuff that carburetor even though the power capability is there there's not enough air fuel so there's always an imbalance right And that's what we want the listeners to understand is what is your identified weakness? If you're out there on the race course and your muscles are just done, you Mm -hmm. need to work on strength. If you can't catch your breath, you need to work on aerobic capacity. Now you've built the right size carburetor and applied it to the right size piston. 
now you have power. Mm -hmm. But you're only as strong as your weakest link in the system. And that would be the same way that we look at a, a size of a bore, carburetor, and pipe. That's your strength base is your bore. Your aerobic capacity is your carburetor. And your capillary beds are your pipe. Mm -hmm. So if you build a bunch of metabolic byproduct and you can't get rid of it, it's like having a big dent in your pipe. It's not going to run right. Right. And vice versa. You could be super strong, small carburetor, no top end speed. Right. Big carburetor, small piston, no power. And that's where the off that mid season is a great break because you can shed fatigue. You can get those little, as the Australians say, you can get the niggles out of the way. And guess what? <laughs> You're off and running, you know? Right. I always say, like, man, like, if I just had energy a lot of times, like, it, riding is energy. Like, you know, just doubling a little double or section or, or you know, putting things together. It's like, I can do that. But on the third lap, do I have enough energy to do that? To do that, you know what I mean? Like, and and that's where I like where I felt fall short as, of riding is usually I, I feel like I run out of energy. Like, you know, I don't get to ride as much as I, as I did last year and stuff. But um, sure, you know, to me as a weekend warrior is what I call myself as a weekend warrior because I work a full time job and baseball, like coaching and my kid and my wife and and work and everything crazy, right? So and then it's like. I get to Saturday and I'm like, man, I, now I got to drive two and a half, three hours, five <laughs> hours, wherever to go where I'm going to ride. And then, you know, do, do all that. And then I'm like, man, do I even have enough energy to ride today? <laughs> yeah. Well, like we said earlier, when you look at the subject of energy, remember I mentioned to you with our riders, we look at sweat rate. Mm -hmm. We look at, um, we look at average and max heart rate. So stop and think about the definition of energy. A lot of the listeners will get will have a bad race weekend and they go, yep, I've got to get back into the gym. I'm not in good enough shape. When really the lack of energy could be low sugar, mm -hmm. your liver, your liver feeds your brain. When you guys are threading the needle through the woods, think about how, how much overtime your brain is working. It's completely different than motocross, supercross. Mm -hmm. So if you look at how quickly the liver gets drained, because the faster you go, the quicker that gas tank becomes empty. When you run out of energy, is it a sugar issue or is it a water issue? So we're wearing gear from head to toe. We're in a hot, humid environment. So guess what? Our ability to sweat is going to be restricted. But unfortunately, the jerseys and the pants and the helmets and the boots still absorb the sweat, but it doesn't wick away. So it drives the core body temperature up even higher, which now creates a vicious cycle because we're even sweating more. We come back to the subject of energy. Are you running out of energy because you're running out of sugar? That's why we look at Mike's calorie burn rate. Are we running out of water and electrolytes necessary for muscle contraction? That's why we calculate sweat rate. Because what we can do is with enough information, I can create a hydration program. You know how much to drink and when to get the right amount of sugar, water, and electrolytes mm -hmm. so that you don't run out of energy. But you can only do that you know, it's like when you guys are trying to figure out, hey, do we need to pit or not? Mm -hmm. You don't just shoot in the dark. You calculate it. Right. When it comes to energy, of course, it could be fitness. But a lot of our listeners, they do ride. They do train a little bit. We're not training like the pros do, but we're still out there. We're fit. Mm -hmm. Right. But energy is a very interesting subject because it's kind of like saying someone isn't fast. Is that because they never set SAG and they're chasing a suspension setup, but they have no baseline number? <laughs> You've you got to always think about the baseline number. 
um, how many how many suspension companies get blamed for not producing good suspension, and they ask the rider, "Well, did you set sag before you went out to practice?" And they go, "No," and they go, "Well, how do, how do you know what's your number? What are you chasing?" Right. And, and that's the same thing. We don't just say drink this. We say this is what you lost. Now remember, sweat rate's going to be dictated by heart rate, average and max, air temperature, humidity, and duration. So we don't want to just take a sweat rate at the end of the race. You might have sweated more early because maybe your strategy was to sprint for an hour, cruise for an hour, sprint for an hour. Your perspiration and calorie rate is going to change based on intensity. You see the mistake that could create for people? Yeah. 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 What? Yep. <clears throat> what if uh, somebody just happens to be trying to keep up with like Bryson Neal? I mean, this isn't for me. I'm just asking personally. What if you're on yeah. an ATV and you're trying to keep up with Bryson Neal, who just basically sprints the whole entire race, or at least it looks like that's his sprint speed? He might have more in the tank, but I mean, he literally looks like he's just going all out for the whole race. Yeah. You, you bring up the example of what I said with Mike earlier. We're only racing at 80 to 85% of maximum. Now, think about this. If I offered you guys a $100 Chris bill, and I said, the first one that can get his motorcycle up to 80 miles an hour, I will give this $100 bill. And you have two bikes to choose from. You have a 65 and you have a 450. Why would you grab the 450? Because it's bigger motor bigger motor easier to go faster right Right. so when you look at fitness if you're strong and you have a big aerobic engine even though he's executing the skills and drills necessary to go fast and he looks like he's all out he's probably only racing at a smaller percentage of what he's currently capable of so when you reverse engineer performance for us to be able let's just use an even number let's say that we're our goal is to go 30 minutes per lap just as a base of line Mm -hmm. We need to be able to race efficiently enough so that we're not bouncing off of anything. We're not side swapping. The bike's not compressing and then decompressing. And now the bike's going up and down instead of actually going forward. That's how we start to say, okay, can we race the characteristics of this course? If this course has a lot of elevation and a lot of rock gardens and a lot of off camber, you have to approach it completely different because the more technical it becomes, the higher the calorie burn rate. That's why the data dump from the previous race the year before helps you get characteristics of that race because it dictates what your your strategy will be, and your strategy dictates calorie burn rate, sweat rate. It's not as technical as it sounds. It's just you guys need to focus on showing up, geared up. It's my responsibility to say, okay, based on what we found in testing, what we've done in race day simulation, and the data that we've collected over the years of racing, here's what our strategy will be for this weekend. Very important. Yeah. And that's how we all found out that we're in trouble for the next uh, however <laughs> for, many for years just... <laughs> Bryson wants to race. <laughs> <laughs> so basically he's saying nobody's going to touch Bryson for a while because he's just out there cruising and <laughs> still winning by minutes. <laughs> Um, well, and that's that's where your athlete, if he's racing against him, needs to focus in the offseason. It takes six months to build an aerobic engine, and it takes six months to build a base of strength. Mm-hmm. So like when you were saying during the break, is that something that you can build on? You can certainly add to it, but you're not going to build that foundation to really catapult the second half of the season. The second half of the season has been done in preseason. 
It's about coming into that second half of the season as fresh as you can. Fresh usually means illness and injury has been put aside and we're back to 100%. We're rebuilt. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, no, no you're, you're good. good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Um, we have some listener questions. So uh, we're, awesome. are we bouncing back into the Sunstar? Sunstar yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Uh, Coach Rob, we have the Sunstar Chain and Sprocket Shifting Gears segment. And tonight, because we have uh, multiple guests on, we're kind of bouncing back and forth uh, into this segment. Uh, but Devin, sure. uh, what kind of questions do we have over here for Coach Rob? What would be a good pre-race warm-up? Or like, like, should you do stretches or like an actual exercise or what would you say would be best? Yeah, the magic number is 20 minutes. And what you want to do is you want to spend 10 minutes. Let's just assume that you've got access to a spin bike or a concept two rower or, you know, I'm not a big fan of e-bikes that much. But the idea here is for 10 minutes, you just want to keep it even tempo. If you're wearing a heart rate monitor, we say keep it in heart rate zone two. For the last 10 minutes, what you do is you do 30 seconds, brief acceleration, not a sprint, just a brief acceleration, and then 30 seconds, nice and easy. So it's 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. Do that 10 times. And if you can time it, within a minute or two, you want to put your helmet on, the the flag drops, and you're racing. The hard part that you run into is if the race doesn't start on time. So like in our endurance division, when we're running a 5K and they say it starts at 7 we will literally run up to the last 10 minutes. We'll literally, usually we'll run the run course. We finish, we get to the start line, we do some accelerations. The official term is called lactic acid shuffle. Get that metabolic system moving. And then literally within a minute, the gate, the gun goes off. So the body thinks it's already been out there for 10 or 15 minutes. So it doesn't use the first mile to get warmed up. That's what's important for, uh, did you say it was Devin's question? It was, just, it was just a question, just a question we just had. Question, yeah. Listener question. Yeah. yeah. Listener question. So whoever yeah. the listener was, the idea here is we don't want the body to use the first 10 or 15 minutes of a race warming up because you could lose contact with the leaders and be done. You want to trick the body into thinking it's already been out there because there's a distinct difference between being physically warmed up and being meta- metabolically warmed up. If you're sitting in the sun, you're physically warm but you're not metabolically warmed up. Mm-hmm. See the difference? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. See it. Um, I, I have one question that came through me. Um, if, if, um, the listener wants to know if you're sponsored by like Rhino power or Arma, would that cause any issues with working with you, with your programs that you do? Absolutely not. You know, we, we think those companies are great. We can't have enough people supporting the sport. Um, the beautiful part is when I'm asking you to drink, you know, a sports drink, you've already got one that you can lean on. That's fantastic. Good stuff. Okay. Devin. Good deal. Devin, do we have any more? I think that was it. That was it? Oh, yep. What's a good... Uh, I know oh, yeah, one. yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, oh, yeah. several Sorry. people in the comment section that are wanting to know. They want to know if there was a link or... Um, any way that they can get to uh, access your information and uh, what would be the best way to either contact you or get on get on the uh, website? Absolutely. Um, if you want to check out our membership area, go to completeracingsolutions.com. And in the top right-hand corner, you'll see there's an area that you can get all the information for the membership. Uh, we do two live webinars with myself per month. Okay. And there there is training there's strength training, there's nutrition, there's sports psychology. All of that is in the membership area. 
Okay. Um, if you want to get in touch with me directly, my email address is contact at coach Rob with two B's. So just contact at coachrob.com. Um, that will come directly to me and I'm happy to answer any and all questions that you guys may have. And by the way, and it's very important, especially for the listeners of split line. I don't care if you guys are paying or not. If you've got questions of frustration, you're bouncing your head against something, please email me. Let's get together. Let's talk. Let's, let's, let's break it down. Yeah. This isn't about just, Hey, if you're not paying, we're not talking. That's, that's nonsense. There, there's so many, so much misinformation that's floating around on the internet nowadays. If you thought people were confused in the nineties, they are completely, <laughs> uh, they are, you know, what did they, I don't want to get all political here, but it's funny how people said poverty was a byproduct of the lack of access to education. We have the internet and we have the highest level of stupidity in the country that I've ever seen in my life. I'm just like, how did we get here? You went from not enough information to flooded with too much. I blame it on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. And uh, unfortunately, you guys know how it is. Everybody is now a professional, an expert, or a guru of mm -hmm. some sort. So it's just so confusing. But seriously, for your listeners, I just want to answer your questions, man. Awesome. If we can help, please please don't be shy. Um, well, we'll answer. We'll ask you this one, and we'll let you go. Um, hey, no rush, no rush. What would be a pre good pre-race meal and a good pit stop uh, drink of choice? Like it coming through your pit stop. Yeah. I always say whatever you ate for breakfast, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, eat that on race morning. Your body doesn't know if it's Tuesday or if it's Saturday. <laughs> eat what you know. Okay. Mm -hmm. The big the big key is allow two hours between your complete meal and the start of the race. That allows your body to assimilate what it wants. It'll purge what it doesn't need. Then milk your isotonic drink for that last 30 minutes. That way you've topped off your sugar and your electrolytes, and that's going to be your perfect breakfast. Just eat what you know works. Mm -hmm. Nothing fancy. Right. The biggest challenge that you run into is your body has enough energy to go the first hour with not really needing a lot of calories if you nail your breakfast. So breakfast has a two-fold two benefit that most people don't realize because mm. you've got to recover from sleeping eight to nine hours. Can you imagine – going from noon until 9 p.m. and not be hungry and not drink and then wonder why you're running out of energy. But we sleep from 10 to 6 and we just think, oh, let's just go straight to the track and get after it. <laughs> right. it My kids do not let me sense. sleep from 10 to 6. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are more of and like then, uh, midnight or 1 o'clock. They let you go to sleep and then you get back up for work. So, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That's the hardest part is that thing called family that makes it tough. Yeah. And then when they, when they come through the pit, I'm biased. I, I spent five years building my own sports drink because I couldn't find one out there that I liked. And that's my energy fuel. We have three formulations. We have one that's uh, for less than an hour, high intensity. Mm -hmm. We have one that's up to two hours. And then we have one that's geared specifically for off-road. It's what we call energy fuel plus, and that's geared for three hours and above. And we change the carbohydrate molecule a little bit. We change the ingredients just a little bit. If you're going short and fast for an hour, you need to have good mental focus. We put a little bit of caffeine. We've also put a lactic acid buffer in it. But when you're going three hours and above, you guys ever had that hollowed out feeling where you're just drinking sports drinks all day? You kind of feel like you want to bite your arm, right. kind of that hollow feeling. Mm -hmm. So we we put just a small amount of protein in the energy fuel plus to satisfy hunger. Because mm -hmm. the only two macronutrients that satisfies hunger is fat and protein. 
we don't want to put fat in the drink. So we put just a smidgen of protein that avoids that hollow out feeling. And then we add more electrolytes because we know you're losing that in sweat. Now, that sounds like a sales pitch. It's not. Like I said, we spent five years developing it. And the catalyst for gen- to, for creating it was I couldn't find anything that I felt like a sports drink needed to be geared towards the intensity and duration. And nobody does it. So we did it. Yeah. Um, so it, an energy fuel bottle in a, in a pit. Now, I will say this, and I don't want this to come across the wrong way. I think that you should have a big enough camel back that you shouldn't slow down. Now, if you're going to grab, you know, you got a pit for gas and you want to, you know, splash your mouth with some fresh water. But I think you should start with your camel back. You need to have a 6% carbohydrate concentration rate. So make sure that you mix the product. It doesn't matter if it's Gatorade, Rhino, Arma, doesn't matter. When they say, I don't know what the mixing suggestions are, I'm just going to use my energy fuel. It's two scoops to 20 ounces. If you, and we had this happen, (laughs) we had a mom that called us. Now, we've had our product for about 10 years now, and I've never had one person have any gastrointestinal issues, none. This This lady called me up. Her son's a soccer player. She says, your your energy fuel sucks. And I go, <laughs> oh, I, I said, I'm sorry. I said, what happened? She goes, well, little Johnny, he, he had diarrhea and was cramping on the soccer field. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I said, so, I'm going to cut to the chase. Little Johnny wanted it to taste like Hershey syrup. So he put six scoops to 10 ounces. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I wonder what his problem was. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine I'm creating a sports drink that's based on the osmolity and the absorption rate. I'm looking at calories per serving. I'm looking at electrolyte profile. Little Johnny is doing three times the amount that he's supposed to, but she says my product sucks. <laughs> so the, the point is, is it doesn't matter whose product you're using. Please mix it to the specs because there's a lot more science that goes into it than people realize. Yeah. If you're if the concentration of the carbohydrates is too little or too much, it simply won't absorb. And then you can get that distended belly in a dangerous condition known as hyponatremia because you're not absorbing the fluids. Very dangerous. Yeah. Very, very dangerous. Yeah. And I want to do a shameless plug uh, for the Energy Plus drink as well because it is delicious. <laughs> So oh, like I, I know that that is, uh, uh, you know, probably, I mean, that's, that's, that's gotta be a factor, right? Brandon? Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, need, you gotta, you can't drink. I mean, I know we're like, tough guys, but right. we need, we need some stuff that tastes good and it, right. and it does. It really tastes good. So there's nothing that is well, worse than when it tastes horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're racing. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the hard part about it is, and this is why I wanted to make sure that there was a diversification of flavors. So for example, we have six flavors and then we always have two seasonal, like right mm-hmm. now, watermelon is one of our most popular flavors. Mm-hmm. So think about it. If you have somebody like a Mike Witowski between on the bike and off the bike, let's say that we train 25 hours a week. Well, by the time he gets to race day, he is so sick and tired of a particular flavor so what we do is we make sure that when he goes to the races, he has a different flavor of, of like, because he's sponsored by Arma. So yeah. what we always say to him is make sure that you've got a different flavor on race day than what you're training, because exactly what was just articulated, by the time it gets hot and you drank it for 20 hours a week, and then you're going to do it again on race day, you just want to, you just want to punch somebody in the face, <laughs> you, you know? And, and the comment was meant that was just made about the idea that the uh, drink becomes cold. It's very interesting because cold fluids actually absorb quicker than warm fluids. Mm. 
So what we try to be very careful of is make sure that your camelback, you know, you want to try to keep that fluid in there as cold as possible. And I know logistically it's not always possible. We have the same problem with our Ironman athletes because the bottle sits exposed directly to the sun on the back of the bike. Mm-hmm. So we use thermal bottles and things like that so that the fluids are as cold as possible. The gastric absorption is much higher when the fluids are cold. There's an old wise tale that cold fluids cause cramping, and it's actually not true in any shape, form, or size. Huh. Wow. So it's not a figment of your imagination when you're like, man, that warm fluid is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Because the body honestly doesn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> have, yeah. Everything has to be cold no. for me, or I'll just, Absolutely. Like, nope, I'm good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I even My wife gets you- mad at me. <laughs> Well, well, now you can blame just so when the wife gets mad, just blame me. Say, hey, Rob said that cold fluids absorb better, right. so they take your fangs out of the back of my neck. That's, <laughs> that, 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 that's going to be my new saying right there. I was like, hey, yeah, just... yeah. There you go. But I that's, think the, uh... that's like my clients. You know, I, I always encourage them. You know, be as amorous with your partner as often as possible, and just blame it on me. I'm a big advocate. Blame it on me. Third party, everything. Right. You know, <laughs> Coach Rob said we're supposed to do it twice a day, every day. Come on. <laughs> the last uh, question we had before we can uh let rob get back to whatever he needs to do they want to know if you can buy like where should they go to purchase the drinks and stuff yes sir if you go to coach rob with two b's coach rob store.com coach rob store.com and just remember coach rob has two b's b is in boy it's r-o-b-b.com and I really appreciate people giving it a shot. And like I said, you know, if you have any questions about how to use it, maybe how not to use it, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no question. And I and I love this type of a, an environment because, yeah, we do have the privilege of working with pros. But what I really love is the working guy that's balancing family and training and riding and racing and bike maintenance and everything else. Mm. And, uh, you know, I always say the weekend warriors – they're my favorite ones. And I, this is no disrespect to a pro, but especially in the motocross, supercross world, you know, I like them to try to be at the track no later than 10, done by 1230, in bed, taking a nap no later than one. And you talk to some of these guys and it's 1130 and they haven't gotten out of bed yet. And and then I've got a guy that runs his own business and by 12 o'clock noon, he's been to the gym at six. He's already had two Zoom meetings. He's already read his financial report and he's on his way to another meeting at noon and I can't get this guy out of bed at 11 o'clock. So, (laughs) so the beautiful part with someone like you guys is we value every moment and we realize time is money. Money is time. Yeah. And that's that's why I, I love putting programs together for like, we had a guy that wanted to try to qualify for a couple of the GNC races. And when I say qualify, that was his turn. And we did the reverse engineering of his typical work week. He only had on average about 17 minutes a day, to do anything outside of the office. <laughs> Jeez. So, so for me, I said, look, buy a bike and just enjoy riding on the weekends, but don't ever try to race because on 17 minutes trying to ride, ride for three hours, you're just going to get hurt and you're a hindrance to everybody else. Right. And that's the way we, we just try to be very honest and blunt with people. I didn't create physiology. I didn't create nutrition, but I will teach you everything I know especially I was, I had the privilege of being at the Olympic training center as a triathlete. I learned more there than I did with all of my master's degrees because that's real world. And that's what I realize all of our listeners are. They live in real world. They've got baseball practice. They've got soccer practice. They've got bikes to build. They got to travel. They got to drive all night to get back to the grind on Monday morning. That's real world. Yeah. And I love it. 
That's why I love your listeners. I love the show. It's it's the salt of the earth. This is what makes the sport go around, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy to help, like I said, whether it's answering questions or providing resources. I just this is my passion project. I love it. That's awesome. That's well, awesome. Coach Rob, we appreciate your time tonight and uh, we appreciate all the information yeah. and uh, our awesome our awesome producer D over here. I, every time that you were uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that he was typing in the comment section your uh um all your your information so if you guys are listening to the show and uh you need to find his information and you're trying to go back and listen again just just look in the comment section and devin has typed that out for us from the split line uh account so if you can't find it awesome i can put it back up to where you can see it yep Yep, absolutely so uh coach rob thank you again for your time tonight we really appreciate it and uh we will have to have you on uh we we won't have such a long break since our last uh conversation this time (laughs) Anytime, buddy. Appreciate it. You guys be good. Thanks for everything you do. Talk right. soon. Thank you. Thanks, Talk to you later. Take care. All right. Bye. 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 So much knowledge. Yeah. So much knowledge. I can sit there and just keep listening. Yeah. I, saw, yeah. I saw Devin's eyes over there. Like, keep it like, oh, what's another one I can ask? There's, what's another one? See, look, there look was at like it. so much stuff he's throwing out. And I'm like, damn, I'm. Yeah. Go back even, and listen five times. I'm not even to close to the same level as. Uh, Right. what he's talking about yeah it's, so. it's, yeah. it's crazy it's, it's very in-depth what he does and everything there's an there's a reason behind everything yeah like um, you, you don't really like if, you know like he said we always prep our bikes right like we think about like what could happen to our bikes but i never really think about my fitness that way right i'm like your motor ah, i went to, yeah my motor right my own motor like i I'm like oh, i went to the gym i worked out did my stuff right like i should be fine but like the way he breaks it down all the time is like, man, I need to be doing a lot more. Like I yeah. need to be doing, like watching really what I do and yeah. how I do it. It's, yeah. it's and crazy. if you're somebody like Devin, that that really, I mean, he leads two lives. <laughs> he has the family life, and then he and we 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 bust Devin's balls yeah, all, the, all time. the time. But <laughs> for him to be able to to run the series at the level that he runs it and has done it for year after year after year, along with having a family and a full-time working schedule. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible. So, so if you're going to put, pay you, did he just, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I know. Did he sneak you at 20 or he something? He did. 50. Jeez, what? Hey, don't tell him. But he might thing, try to upcharge. <laughs> but the thing is, is the thing is, is, is what I'm trying to get at is, is if you're going to go through all that trouble mm-hmm. to do it, you might as well do it right. Do it right, right, and 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 know that you're driving down to Georgia from West Virginia in the middle of the night with the best bike, the best body, and ready to to go out there and perform. You know what's actually scary for me, and sorry, I didn't mean to hold us up. No, you're no, good. Go ahead, good. The fact that I've tried like the whole eating healthy thing and all that stuff, and people make fun of me because I do like the chocolate chip cookies thing. Mm-hmm. But if I don't eat stuff like that. I like won't crap. make it through a race. Yeah, you feel like crap, right? Yeah, I like that's, crash out. That's the way I feel. Like everybody looks at me, I'm like, listen, if I don't do this, like I'm gonna be like, eh. but, <laughs> yeah. but like, I'm, if you do it the Coach Rob way, if you won't even need that that chocolate chip cookie, I promise you. Like I, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't crazy. know how to do it correctly. Yeah. Get that and energy then, fuel. Do, do, do the membership. I'm, I'm, I swear that energy fuel is delicious too. Do, do the membership. It's awesome. You want you want to if you want to listen to Coach Rob with all that knowledge, he's on there all the time. He yep. tells you what to do. There's all kinds of stuff on there, guys. I promise. Yep. Yeah. So, hey, guys, we're going to go straight into commercial break we now. We have another guest? What? And we have another guest. We have Austin Alb. <laughs> Austin Alb. <Alden. laughs> Austin. 
Austin <laughs> Abney coming on the show now. So it's going to be awesome to get to talk to him. And we'll be right back. The last commercial. Yep. You've seen them at the track. Now online. Magna1Motorsports.com. From used bikes, just like Jordan Chase and the rest of the team ride. Plus, all the gear you need. Helmets, goggles, gear, and more. Magna1Motorsports.com or Trackside at GNCC and NEPG events. Be sure to pick up a bottle of Magna One's Magna One Clean It, revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike. Coming soon. Join Chase Landers and Team Clean. Trackside for everything you need when you need it. And at your fingertips at Magna1Motorsports.com. Magna One Motorsports and MagnaOneMotorsports.com, your everything dirt bike headquarters. Doug here from Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. I just wanted to take the time to thank you for listening to the Splitline Off-Road Podcast and for a great 2022 season. I look forward to meeting as many of you as I can on the GNCC circuit next year, which reminds me, Splitline has talked me into continuing with their discount code. All you need to do is go to our website, sunstar-breaking.com, and use the code SPLITLINE30 to get 30% off your order. If you are not a Sunstar rider and you would like to be, then check out the racer tab while you are there. If the link is active, then we are still accepting riders. Hey guys, it's Mason with Steel Savers. If you've been listening to the show for a while or you've been around dirt bikes for a bit, you should know that Steel Savers makes the ultimate fork seal protection for your dirt bike. Not only do we have a full range of product for your dirt bike, we also have a variety of products for your side-by-side, for your mountain bike, for your quad. Be sure to check out our coil savers and CV boot savers for a double layer protection over your CV boot. Check out sealsavers.com and enter the code SPLITLINE for 25% off. That's sealsavers.com and the code is SPLITLINE for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the show. All right, guys, and we are back. We are back from our last commercial break for the evening, and on the line we have XC1 Pro ATV rider Austin Abney. Abney, what's going on, man? Oh, I'm just hanging out in the shop. Like I do every night. Good Heck deal. Yeah, Good deal. Working on some bikes right now? Just, uh, I was actually getting ready to groove some uh, Max's tires. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Oh, grooving. So when, oh, you're, yeah. when you're grooving tires, <laughs> I've always, it's something I've never done, but I've always found very interesting. Is there, like, does everybody have their own way of doing it or is there kind of a standard way to do it? Uh, I mean, for the most part, we all do it the same on a Max's tire anyway. I don't know about all the right. others, but all right. we, uh, we go straight across on the, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, the uh, the lugs that have three in the center with two shorts on the outside, and then on the lugs that have uh, four big ones all the way across, mm-hmm. uh, the two in the center, we go straight across, and on each end, we crisscross them. Okay. Man, you just bring back, like, talking about some tire grooving. When I was a kid, when, dirt, I, first got around, track day, when, huh? I, when I first got, when I got around, like, motocross and everything, like, turf tamers were like huge right and everybody like grooved out the like the what like what tread pattern they wanted out of the turf tamers it was it was like everybody did it pyramid it was that's crazy. Some serious grooving there yeah yeah like you know you kind of groove out your turf tamer the way you want them and 
So basically build your own tire. tire, right? tire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I started grooving my tires because I'd get like 15 races on them and I'd be like, okay, these are a little bald now, so I better put a sharp edge back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, How, how's the season been going, man? You know, it's been rough. I'm not going to lie. It's been rough. Um, just, uh, you know, getting back in the groove of things. And, and mm-hmm. you know, we finally had a decent weekend this last weekend. Um, but the first the first couple rounds have been uh, not ideal. Not ideal at all. But, you know, I, I seem to uh, – I kind of seem to do that every year. Um, I, I don't know if it's just breaking in new bikes or if it's just me getting, like I said, back in the groove of it. But uh, – mm-hmm. Just, just seems to be what happened, what's happened with me, but um, we'll try and change that yeah. next year. Yeah. Well, how, how's your back? How's your back feeling? And uh, and your knee? I know that. Well, uh, last time we talked to you, you had some issues going on with those. Yeah. So I had another knee surgery this last winter. Okay. Um, and I plan on having another knee surgery this coming winter, on the opposite knee. But um, <laughs> you know that'll make uh, number. Five or I think number six, number six, yeah, for, for knee surgeries. So, yes, sir. Yep. So <laughs> this is what happens when you race ATVs. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is part of it. But no, it's um, they're they're holding up all right. They're holding up all right at the back. Um, we're working on getting figured out. We're doing. I'm doing some cupping, some tens unit, um, in the evenings, and uh, just just trying to figure it out. You know, it's it's one of those things that I've tried to go to doctors, try to figure it out. I've been told multiple different things. You know, you need surgery. You don't need surgery. You need to stretch. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, nothing's really worked out. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've kind of stayed out of the gym here recently. Um, I had Levi Cohen sending me workouts over the winter uh, in between my surgery and, and all that. But um, I don't I don't know. What, I don't know what it is. But I go in the gym and I'm in there for a couple of days and something new pops up in my body and it's just, it just, it's frustrating. Mm. So I'm just trying to, uh, to stick to my, you know, my maintenance and the quads in the evenings and, uh, trying to ride as much as I can. Yeah. So feels like kind of fight an uphill battle at all times. I'm sure. It, it does. You're trying I'm to not trying out. to complain by no means. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all fighting whatever it takes, you know, to, to, to make it happen. But in the last year, year and a half, I've, I feel like I've, I just keep fighting my body. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I can't. We've had a lot of good, a lot of bad, but um, hopefully we're we're looking up from here. Right. I can relate to this on the back injury thing because I injured my back when I was like 16, 17. Went to the doctor. They kept telling me it was fine. I just needed – same thing they were telling you basically. Like one would tell you to do something. The other one would tell you not to. And then they'd tell you to go do stretches and all these things. But they never actually found what was wrong. They just <laughs> kept telling me to do all these things, and then I kept having the same problem. So eventually I just stopped going back to the doctor because I'm like, well, they're not, tell- they're not telling me anything that's going to help. So I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and just put up with it, I guess. And then yep. eventually it kind of started to go away and then it was a little bit better. And then uh, I actually had last year, I think it was, they took some x-rays because it, it started flaring up again. And they found that I had fractured some of the vertebrae in my back. And they were like, hey, did you know that you broke your back at one point? And I was like, no, I had no clue. Nobody, oh, nobody ever told me. And they were like, well, that could be part of the problem. <laughs> and uh, so I just recently figured out what kind of caused the problems. But it's been long enough now and we've done enough stuff that it doesn't necessarily bother me all the time at this point. But it's still still frustrating and s- still something that, 
you know, I can relate to what you're saying and understand exactly what it's like when you're going and they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, we can't do anything to help you or we don't know what's wrong. So. Yes. The amount of times I heard, we're not real sure what's going on, you know, and it's, it's one of those things I even, I even questioned myself, like, you know, are you just are you kind of being a baby about it? Like, are you just going out there <laughs> and, and not being the man you need to be? But, um, you know, you know, all of us in the racing world know what it takes to, to be up there and, and run like we do. And at the end of the day, I, I truly feel like there's something jacked up, but um, I'm just gonna keep pushing through it because right. it's either I, I either I make it happen or I hang it up and I'm, I'm damn, damn sure I'm not ready for that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, uh, it's, I'm sure it's always good. You're, you know, um, Indiana guy. And, and I'm sure it's always good when you get to that Ironman track to, it's kind of like a shot in the arm for you, I'm sure. And then like, I, I know that you like these Northern rounds a lot as well. I do. I'm, I'm very excited to be down with the South. <laughs> um, and, and definitely, you know, being I'm 20 minutes from, from home at that Ironman track, um, all my buddies show up, you know, my family, um, you know, of course, all my sponsors that are normally there, they're there. And, uh, you know, I, I, my buddy Ross and my girlfriend Sadie were running around on a, on a Honda Grom all day. <laughs> Just, I saw them three, four times per lap. Um, I got a bunch of video of, of all the guys that get videos of me, and they were sending them to me, and they're in the background screaming cheering for me. And along with all my other buddies, you know, that, that's a big um, a confidence booster when you're out there. Yeah. So that definitely helps. And, and, you know, hopefully that's all it took for me to get my momentum, momentum going for the year was uh, have that one decent race. And uh, from here, just, you know, I know I'm capable. I just got to make it happen. Yeah, right. absolutely. And, and, you know, for us as fans and us, you know, as, you know, having the opportunity to talk to you multiple times, it's really awesome to whenever you're up there in the mix, it just makes the racing better. <laughs> it's fun to watch and, and it's really good to see you up there. And uh, I, I'm really pulling for you to be able to build off of this, uh, off this uh, good finish this past weekend. I did. De- I definitely appreciate that. It, uh, you know, I've talked to my dad a bunch of times, you know, like at Coker, uh, Kim Coker, my, my back was pretty much junk from the time we left the house headed to, to the race, which is very uncommon. I sat in training at work all week, um, from like 7am to 6pm. And then we jumped in a truck, you know, drove 11 hours South. And, um, so I kind of was down going into that race and, and I'm just not, a, I'm not a sand rider. We knew that. Yeah. And, um, so trying to push through all that and, you know, I told him at the end of the race, you know, I was just happy to finish. I was damn near in tears the whole race from my back. And then on top of that, if you're not up there with the, the main group running, uh, having fun, um, everything hurts, you know, my hand <laughs> mm-hmm. blistered up and, you know, I've, I've finished plenty of races, especially like my XC two days. I finished the race, you know, I'd win or I'd get top three. And I take my gloves off and be like, holy cow, my hands are destroyed. Right. But I never noticed it mid-race. But if you're not having a good day and your hands go to, go to crap or your knees start hurting or your back's hurting, it just makes it ten times worse. Yeah. Yeah. And the so, race seems to go longer and longer. It, oh, yeah. You know, a two-hour <laughs> race seems like six. Right. So, right. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot to that, to, to having fun and, and being up there and, and riding with the guys. So it, it was a good relief to be able to do that this last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, was that that's probably your best best finish this year, right? Sixth place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, six. I think it's technically seventh, if we're being honest. Um, I don't think they have uh, Jared McClure in the, in the finishing. Uh, uh, he he did cross the finish line behind Jay, so it was seventh. But um, I don't want to take anything 
anything away from him. Like I said, he finished he finished sixth. I got the seventh. They haven't updated it yet, but um, either way, I, I was happy to finish and, and be. And this sounds awful, but I was happy to finish and be within three ish minutes of of that front group, not counting Bryson because he's on another level. <laughs> but the, the the other group, put it that way, you know, yeah. uh, it seems kind of crazy, but that uh, th- that was a, that was a good day for me. You know, get me get me back up where I need to be. Right. Do you think it made a difference this weekend that maybe you were riding with uh, a little more purpose than just being at the race? I know you were running a different number on the bike and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it was a very it, it was a rough weekend, but rough and rough in a good way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on the track, anyway, I was like you said, definitely riding with more of a purpose than um, than normal. Uh, we actually were uh, we we laid him to rest today, so it's it's been a rough day today too. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, it, that definitely pushed me along a little bit. Definitely sorry to hear about that. It's uh, tragic when we lose anybody from the racing world, and uh, it's it's tragic when anything happens like that. Any anyways outside of the racing world in general but i know you ran the number on the bike so i didn't know if maybe that gave you a little more um a little more umph to get you to uh closer to the front or not so yeah just... for sure my my buddy ross he uh right before i took off you know he said he said when you're tired or when you're you're hurting he said just look down at your number and uh you know mm-hmm. make it happen so I definitely did that a lot that day. Um, like I said, it was it was very sentimental for me. Um, gave me a little extra drive, and uh, like I said, it, it was a little bit of a rough weekend, but it it it, uh, it all worked out. Right. Yep. That's awesome. Um, so speaking of the bike, um, I know this is what your second year on the Yamaha. Are we getting that thing figured out? Yes. <laughs> day by day, man. I uh, like I mentioned earlier, like the whole first part of the season with with building new bikes and and uh going out and just running them uh being here in indiana there's not a whole lot of um good time to ride before the first start of the season <laughs> so uh, i usually go out there with bikes that literally have 0.2 hours on them or or 0.1 hour on them mm-hmm. so um i actually came back from i think it was the second south carolina race the uh the tiger run and uh i looked at dad i'm like i'm i'm, I'm riding my race bikes and, and I, I don't want to talk myself up like i ride all the time i really don't um i wish i could it just doesn't always happen that way but i did for for two two and a half weeks i rode race bikes and just was the hardest i possibly could on them i went out there and i was hitting hitting hills and hitting jumps and bumps as hard as i could trying to break these things in you know new race bikes are cool you know we all post about them like oh freshies blah 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 but uh, at the end of the day, give me the bike that's got 20-plus hours on it um, and let me go ride that thing. So right. um, we, we broke some quads in, um, starting to feel better on them. You know, got 10-plus got hours on each uh, new bike and uh, definitely starting to feel better on them. You know, it's the same setup that I ran last year on the other bikes. Um, made a few small tweaks here and there, but you got to be comfortable on the bike before you go race it. Right. And uh, that's definitely where I've lacked in the the past. So uh, we're going to take a little different approach this coming year, uh, this winter and all that. We're going to build new bikes, but we're also going to keep some of the old bike and, um, and and maybe start the, start the year on, on a, I say an old bike and a bike that's got roughly 20 to 30 hours on it that I, that's broken that I'm comfortable on. So when you're saying broken, are you talking about like the frame? Is that what you're talking about? (laughs) You know, when I say new bike and we're talking literally, 
brand new. I gusset the frame in three places. Not nothing crazy. Just just on the front end there. Um, but you know, it's brand new shocks, brand new A arms, mm-hmm. every bushing, wheels, you know, all the bearings, you know, carrier bearings, swing arm bearings, mm-hmm. hubs, steering stem bearing, all that. So, um, just breaking them into where it's not so stiff. I got you. I got you. Um, I wasn't sure because I know, like, when dirt bike guys they talk like the frame is stiff until like twenty hours of riding, and then it starts getting the flex, like for like dirt yeah, bikes. Uh, I wasn't sure. There's definitely definitely a thing to that. Like and like I said, um, I've got the practice bike here. I think I've got thirty some hours on it. It was it was a race bike towards the end of last year and um, been riding it. And I am so comfy on that quad. So there's definitely a, a thing to that. And um, I'm going to to take that for what it is and and definitely bring that into next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's been a big thing for me. Right. I think I think between starting out with new bikes and not, not being able to break them in, you know it's the time of year where I've had a little bit more, you know, I've had a couple of local races in me, had some national races, bikes are getting broke in, getting comfy on the quad again. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely looking to, to be up there. Um, and, uh, you know, finish the year out strong. Yeah. Are, are is, being that you're, uh, in year two on the Yamaha, are you still getting any, you know, flack from, 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 from a certain older generation especially, folk, especially like the guy that took second place this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Adam McGill, like, uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. That guy. Are you still getting flack yeah. from him about, about not riding red? I am. I mean, I am, um, you know, I go out to his house every, um, at the end of the year, we ride side by sides, uh, him and I are really good buds, but, um, yeah, he still, he still gives me shit all the time, man. He, <laughs> You know, if I was still on a Honda, he he would too. So, <laughs> I don't know what it, it is. What it is. I don't know um, what it is with that guy, but no matter what, he's going to give you crap about something. He is. He is. He just he's just going to. It's just part of him. I mean, it's just so, what people do um, in their older age, right? <laughs> he, and he is getting old. Holy cow! He's not as old as that Chris Borch, though. I mean, Chris just turned like forty-one. Oh man! I just, but, uh, speaking of Chris Borch, I just saw an old video of him like on a two fifty R to GNCC, and I'm like, two fifty. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they're getting close to like jorts and uh, white new bounces yeah, age sure. right now. <laughs> so. yeah. It was funny this last weekend. Chris came to me before the race. He said, You know, if I beat you this round, it's going to be pretty sad. He said, I'm 41. I had some broken ribs from from Coker, and that's going to be bad. I said, Now, Chris, and you think about this. It depends on how you word that. If you word it that way, it does sound bad. <laughs> but if you word it the way of uh, six-time champ, all-time winning uh, <laughs> ATV racer, it doesn't doesn't sound as bad. That's so right. it's all in the wording there. It's all yeah, perspective. It's all <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all about the perspective. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's uh, it's been cool these last couple of years, really getting to know um, all the XC1 guys and become really good buddies with them. So that, that that has been awesome. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's a good deal. And honestly, man, I I know, you know, we can sit here and talk about Bryson's speed till we're blue in the face. But aside from Bryson, the entire class is extremely competitive with each other. And it is it is it's it's a lot of fun racing to watch. Um, Really, you guys from top to bottom of the class, it is. Um, a, a lot of really, really good riders, and 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 you know, a sixth place is is an extremely impressive feat in this class. Yeah, it's funny. Um, you know, my, my guys at work and 
not taking anything away from them. They just don't understand the racing side of it. Um, and, and some of the guys or some, some of the people that just don't understand the national level, you know, you know, they ask and they're all supportive, but you know, they ask, how'd you do this weekend? And I'm like, you know, I, you know, I finished 10th or I finished sixth or, or whatever it is. And like, Oh, that's, you know, that's all right. And it's like, yeah, that is. You don't but, understand. <laughs> and if you look at the level, I mean, um, we're, we're not back in C class anymore. Um, it, it's tough. It, yeah. it is. So yeah, I, I was very happy to walk away with what I did this last weekend. Um, and I just hope, like I said, I, I, I hope it, uh, keeps, keeps the momentum going. Um, and at the end of the day, I just want to go have fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't had fun at the first, first, what was it? Five rounds, right. four or five rounds, whatever it's been. Right. I haven't had a whole lot of fun. Granted, it's been fun being there and traveling and doing, doing everything I do with dad and the whole family. But, um, if you go out there and actually race and have fun, it's a whole new level. Oh yeah. You know, when you finish, yeah, you, you care where you finish, but at the end of the day, you cross the finish line, you did your best and you had fun. I, um, but if, if you don't have fun, it, it's, it's tough to cross that finish line and make that six to 11, 12 hour drive home. Yeah. I, I think that we can all agree. And, and, and what it, it just, it's kind of like we, you talk about that flow state when you're having fun, you get in that flow and, and it just seems like things come a little bit easier mm-hmm. and, and you enjoy the race a little bit better. And it seems like the race is not quite as long. And, you know, like you were talking about with, with guys not really understanding the level of racing, you take somebody that finishes in the top 10 at a local race and they're probably getting lapped and possibly not finishing in the top 80 in mm-hmm. a national and i know that from experience because that's exactly what i would do <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's just a different game it, it is and, and and i enjoy it i really do I, I enjoy racing nationals but i do love me racing some locals i, I love locals um just i think partially because they're they're close to home like i said you know they're locals but uh, i do enjoy going out there with and, and seeing all the, the local people and and hanging out with them too yeah. Well, your local series that that you run, the IXCR, correct? Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, you guys usually have really good turnouts and a lot of good talent there as well. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's a local series, but it's not the same time. You know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes it feels it feels more than that. But no, I, I race the IXCRs. I, I do that um, reli- religiously. I do those and GCs, and then I hit. Um, crossroads extreme and midwest when i can um and and yet again going back to some of the conversations dad and i've had this year um i think it was just actually the coker we were coming home from and i looked at dad like you know back in 2020 2019 um i was running 30 to 45 plus races a year i mean it was double headers it was every weekend um and I've always said, you can't get any better practice than racing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hit as many local rounds as I can this year. Right. Um, last year, I kind of, I'm not, I won't, like I said, I slacked off, but there was a couple of weekends. I was like, you know, I'm going to take the weekend off and just kind of chill, which right. there's something to be said for doing that. But at the end of the day, like we talk about the, the level we're at now, you got to stay up on it. And, and I'm definitely going to do as much local racing and, and national racing as I can. Good yeah. deal. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. I think we got some questions for you. Yeah, so um, we've been bouncing throughout the show tonight because we've had three guests on. We're, we've been bouncing in and out of our Sunstar Chain and Sprocket segment. Um, it's the uh, uh, the shifting, shifting gear, gear segment. segment. Usually we do this in between in between our guests, yes. but since we had three, we're kind of bouncing in and out of the segment. So some of the questions were actually uh, for you, uh, and Devin has got them over here. 
All right, so the first question is, what do you think is holding yourself and the rest of the pack back from being able to beat Bryson Neal? Wow. That's a tough one, huh? (laughs) Came right out of the gate with that one, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's a question now. Um, Man, he's he's figured something out. Him and Walker both have. Um, And I'm questioning myself, thinking maybe – Maybe Adam has too. Adam's had a lot of good finish this year. Mm-hmm. Um, th- they're they're on another level, and I I have not been able to pinpoint what it is yet, or I'd be up there. But uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, I talked to Bryson, and 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 then one day he said it just clicked, or 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 whatever it is. But um, no, if I knew the answer to that, you wouldn't be asking me that. So I don't know. But. Um, no, man, those guys are fast. I, I I don't know the answer to that one. Right. All right, so the definite answer we got was one day it should just click and you'll know. <laughs> hey, sometimes That's, that's all works. I know. And you know what? I'm, I'm hoping and praying for that day, and that's why I'm trying to race and ride as much as I can. I, I know it sounds crazy, but that stuff actually just, it just works like that. You know, um, you can watch a kid, even like a, a six-year-old kid, seven-year-old kid, whatever, and you can watch them one day and struggle all day long, and then all at once it's like something just changes in them, and it's like, dude's ripping, you know? <laughs> just, I think yeah. we're kind of caught up by the, the moment right now, mm-hmm. but I think a really good example of this exact situation right here is Devin Feehan. Mm-hmm. Like, look what 100%. he did a couple years ago. Like it seemed like it just clicked for him, and it kind of sucks that we're not getting to see it still because <laughs> I would love to see the progression of him still. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it, it really did just click for him one day, and then all of a sudden the dude starts racking off podiums. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and the thing is, too, you know, the the whole clicking for somebody is different in, in each person, you right. know. For for Devin, I feel like it was definitely his, his fitness and, and his eating and all that. And I can't say for Bryson or Walker or Adam what it was, or maybe it would have been. Maybe it is that. I don't know. But it seems like in every person, the click they find is is something different. And and especially at your guys' level, the, the click could be very small. Like a little change could just make or break you guys because you guys are freaking fat, you know, already fast. Yeah. Going speeds are just... crazy. And you just need just a little something. There's something just well, a little. I mean, we're talking about how, how amazingly fast Bryson is. But in reality, like, what is it really? Is it ha- maybe half a percent than faster than the rest of the right. pro class? I mean, that's all it is. Right. But you're talking yep. about a two-hour race. And that half a percent really shows itself at the end. At the end. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, it, it's a half second in each corner. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that at, it, it seems seems very little, right? Right. In, in the moment, like you said, but after two hours, that half a second turns into three minutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, it could be worse. It could be my worse. dad like breaks it down. He'll look at my lap times and how far I'm behind somebody, and he'll break it down per mile how many seconds I have to make up. And then you're like, well, that doesn't seem like a lot of seconds. And then you start thinking about what that one mile looked like, and you're like. All right, that that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a question. Uh, what is your pre-race meal, and what is your preferred drink during the race? Oh, pre-race meal has changed a little bit. Um, I 
Levi Cohen um, from Outlier Performance uh, has kind of got me on eating the whole. I'm eating uh, either chicken or fish and a, and a baked potato right before the race. I say right before, like an hour, two hours before the race, um, and pickle juice. Oh, pickle oh, juice. That's a, that's a different one. Say, so what's behind the pickle juice? Is it like the salt? It's supposed to help with cramps. Okay. Oh. Cramping up, locking up, which is what my back um, is is seeming to do. I, I don't know because I'm, okay. I'm not a doctor by no means. But um, there's plenty of videos out there because I, I do it every race. Um, when, I, when I get – my back is really, really hurting. Um, I kind of like stretch my back and, and lean back. Um, and it's like my muscles locking up. So, uh, basically like think of it arm pump, but back pump. Mm. Huh. So that's where the pickle juice came in trying, trying to do that. Uh, I, I drink a lot of Pedialyte, um, the day before the day of, um, and then just try and drink some water. Have you felt like the pickle juice or the routine now has helped with the back issues? I don't know. I, I really don't. Um, it's one of those placebo effect so maybe. Continue. <laughs> Dude, what? Placebo effect? What is that? Is that what it's called? Whenever yep. you trick your mind yeah. into thinking that it works? <laughs> exactly. Hey, if, if I can trick my mind into it, then it works, you know? Um, but we're, I'm sticking to that, you know? If it works, good. If not, I'm still doing it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see, I guess. Hey, Brandon, I wonder if Coach Rob would actually have any suggestions for he that. He might. He might. We, we just had Coach Rob on, and the dude is just like – like an encyclopedia yeah. when it comes to the body fitness and, and uh, uh i wonder nutrition. if he would, yeah. yeah yeah maybe if you haven't talked to him before you maybe just reach out and talk he, to he him. told our all of our listeners just to just to message him and reach out with any questions uh, uh whether they're like a uh a partner of his or not so right yeah that could be it def- i might i definitely have to do that because i mean he could tell me to eat dirt before the race and if it works yes. i don't care that, that <laughs> I'm, to, I'm to the point where it's, I, w- I would do whatever you know i, I i've told my uh, my friends and my dad, you know, like I used to enjoy, um, and even like locals, I used to enjoy when I, you were done with the race, you were headed home or even the day after the race, how you felt kind of like sore, but not like to the point where you were like miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, like after a good workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, back in, you know, high school days or junior high or whatever, and you had practice and you'd come home tired, you want to eat, just go to bed. Right. Um, I used to enjoy, enjoy that a lot. And, and now it's almost to the point where like, it's, it hurts more. It hurts more than it's than it feels good. Hey, I'm I'm so I'm like that too. I'm just a lot older. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm mean, 24. I mean, Brandon feels like that getting out of bed. I do, man. Like <laughs> too too many injuries, knee injuries and stuff, man. You just it's like that was fun, but then when you get in the truck and you drive three hours and you go to get out and you're like, oh my god, I cannot move. Like, well, plus yeah. Austin's a welder too, so that probably doesn't help. Right. Yeah. He gets there. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not saying I'm not having fun by no means. Don't get me wrong. I, I still, I'm still doing it, so I'm still enjoying it. But it, it definitely has changed over the years of of, of uh, how I feel after a race. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of welder, how many bel- how many bikes are you welding at the track on average? <laughs> you know, it, it, it varies. There's there's times like this last weekend, I won't I won't touch a single quad. Um, and then there's times I've done. Five or six. Seriously, I was I was so, kind of making a joke. I didn't realize you because I, I remember seeing the video of uh, Gabriel Nod, uh, you uh, uh, helping his bike uh, get fixed up a little bit. Yeah, it, it's. I think it's one of those that if I were to advertise, advertise more, uh-huh. I could probably be busy the whole time I'm there before the race. Um, 
and it is, you know, once that one person comes up to me and I get all my stuff drug out of the truck and I do it, um, it seems to be within 30 minutes. I get another, I get a random call on my phone or I get someone to show up to the pits and they're like, Hey, can you weld this? And then just, it just kind of keeps going from there. So I think it's one of those, once I get the stuff out, people, people find out I have it. Right. Uh, yeah. But no, it, if anyone's listening, if you ever have an issue with then something needs welded or something I can help with, I, I, I will gladly help, whether it be the Friday before or the Saturday morning of. Um, I, I enjoy doing that. It honestly keeps my mind off the, the whole racing thing right before the race and, and kind of soothes me a little bit. So um, I'll gladly help anyone I can before the race. Is that so, not just like, like honestly, the perfect like yeah. example of the GNCC, GNCC- could, could you imagine Eli Tomac saying, hey, come over. I will be your bike. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be very good. I, I, would, tr- I, would, trust, uh, I would trust Austin before I'd trust Justy Tomac. Tomac. Yeah. Burn a big hole in your frame or something. Yeah. You can't finish the race. Yeah. Oh, darn. Sorry. No. Tomac pushes it back and he goes, it's all fixed up. Make it off the start gate and you're like sitting there with oh, shoot. I love it. So. I guess we know that Austin and, and Jay Shad are going to be partnering up. Jay's going to be selling the gussets. Yeah. Austin's going to be welding, welding them on. There you go. <laughs> Bring them on. We'll weld them up. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Any more questions over there? So out of all of the quad riders, who do you think would be an F1 driver? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> wow. Wasn't there a guy that did? Wasn't there a guy that did actually go from quads and and went and raced cars at some point? Am I thinking right? I mean, Shane Uh, Shane hit went from motocross to to dirt cars. I'm I'm thinking asphalt cars. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that. I could be completely. I mean, we've had farmers, bass fishers. (laughs) I mean, there's been a lot of different careers picked up. Mountain bike racers. Yeah, mountain bike. (laughs) Yep. Whatever. Uh, so F one cars, huh? Yeah, that's that. These are from our listeners, so uh, we've told uh, them. We've told them the 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 more the, wild the question is, the, the the better the better chance you have of getting asked. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm probably gonna stick with with my gut that the the one guy that came first to my mind it would be Adam McGill, oh, uh, wow. just because yeah. um, he's the, for one, he's the Gator, and for two. He, he'll talk shit to anybody. So, uh, just being honest, I'm just being honest there. So I think he would fit right in with those guys. Well, like, his dad raced cars. Right? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That does make sense. Yeah. He, he did come from car racing. So. Yeah. I, I could see him yeah. like just being like a Ricky Bobby out there. I, that's, that's kind of, I mean, it's, it's not the same kind of racing, but I, I think he could fit in. I really yeah. do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, who's the, this Italian guy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the ATV community is, is, Kind of very is pretty close with like, like dirt track racing, right? A little bit, yeah. Right, yeah. I feel like you know, I feel like it kind of uh, overlaps. You got like yeah. you said, Shane hit, and and there's a lot of examples of that, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Any more for questions, sure. Devin? I think that's it for now. That's it for yeah. now. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, Austin Abney, um, is there anything? I think we covered everything. We think we did cover everything. No, I mean it's always awesome to have 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 you on the show. It's always I, I always enjoy these type mm-hmm. of interviews, just real lighthearted and 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 fun. And uh, uh, man, just awesome to see you back up there and and really where you belong in that top ten and and just doing battle and, and having a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get hashtag most hated 
in the comments. Oh section. man, it's been a minute since we've oh, heard that. Oh yeah. wow, boy! So it's funny. I, I've I just recently kind of stepped up my uh, merchandise, um, and uh, I got some shirts made. Um, I got some koozies made, which we sold a bunch of both of those at um, this last race. And I got some I got uh, some wristbands made. And Dad and I were kind of going through what we were going to do, and obviously I did the AA seven hundred three on the wristbands, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> he's like, "What else do you want to do?" I'm like. I, I don't know. He's like, we'll do hashtag something. I'm like, well, I mean, we can't do hashtag AA 703 on the other side of him. Like we, we put that on, on the, the first side. So <laughs> I was like, the only hashtag that comes to mind is most hate. <laughs> so I guess it's back. It's back. It's back. It's back. And it's on the wristbands. Um, no hard feelings there at all, but it's back. So <laughs> you'll be seeing more of the most hated. Um, it's, it's funny. Adam and I actually bringing up old gator again <laughs> uh, it was two years ago i think he was gonna get most loved on like a butt patch <laughs> on the pants and i was gonna get most hated we never we never end up doing it maybe we will eventually um but yeah the most hated it's, it's back good deal <laughs> i love it good deal hey if it's in the comment section it's official that's it's right. back it's that's back. that's right you know it's like that's like facebook official <laughs> I mean, it just is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what was it? A few weeks ago, um, who did we have on? What was know. it? Dirt Nasty. Oh, um, Wyatt Wyatt Wilkin. Wilkin. old Wilkin. WW. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we had we had hashtag Dirt Dirt Nasty in the comment section everywhere. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I I love I love this type of stuff. Well, mm-hmm. That's it, before the uh, race last week. I went up to him. I said, "Is it going to get Dirt Nasty out here or what?" He said, oh, you know it. <laughs> they were, like, filming with the camera and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's actually funny. Uh, the, the whole uh, most hated comes from Trey McDaniel. You guys probably don't know him. Mm. Used to be known around here as the Mullet Man. Um, he, in in uh, 2020, he, he was at the first couple of rounds, and one of the rounds, it got heated, you know, and everything happened, whatever. But, um he made a post about me winning that race and, and just put the hashtag most hated. And in 2020, man, it stuck. And I, before I even posted it, shared it, whatever, I mean, people were asking me, what's this most hated? What's this, that? And ever since then, it stuck, kind of died down over the last year. But like I said, it's back. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, if the most hated's back, then then we know that you're feeling it and, and, and ready to go out there and do battle. And we're excited. I'm excited. Uh, Oh, was it John Penton John next? Penton, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Penton, last, I love that place. Last year you had a really good run at John Penton, didn't you? I I had a really good run going until I ate a tree. But you know what? <laughs> as I'm learning, you know, hey, as we were just talking about Wyatt Wilkin, he I think he may have ate a tree this last weekend. Right. I think, unfortunately, eating trees every now and then. Now, to the kids coming up, don't listen to this. <laughs> the parents, the parents especially. Especially. I think that's part of the process. <laughs> It's just, it just happens, you know. In Indiana, sorry, Wyatt, they do call them the Indiana jumping trees. And I think, I think what I'm got them. Yeah, yeah. But hey, last year one in Ohio got me, so he got me back. Yeah, one, it, one claimed Hunter Hart a little bit. This past yes, weekend, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think that's funny you say that. I think one claimed him at Ironman last year too. Oh, at wow. the top of Twin yeah. Hills. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Hey, if you if you're racing GNCC and you've never hit a tree, you're definitely not pushing it hard enough. <laughs> exactly. And then, that, and like I said, that's why I think it's it's part of the process. It's it's nothing that any parents want to hear, or grandparents. But if you're not hitting trees every now and then, 
you might want to step it up a little bit. <laughs> they get like trees get like a quarter so there's, inch there's closer. There's for the day, <laughs> right? I swear, you're, you're the not, trees move closer to the track every lap. <laughs> if you're not, I, I think the line just gets shoved out a little bit further. No, I'm, trees. I'm going with the trees move. Hey, that reminds me of a question: How stiff do you run your stabilizer? Oh wow! Um, on I start out, I go all the way tight on okay. both knobs. And then there is, um, well, technically there's four big notches all the way around it. And then I run it three small notches out. Okay. It's um, pretty stiff. Nowhere huh? near as stiff as Bryson Neal runs his because I've, I've ran his bike at, at one of the, we were, him really? and I were doing whole shots one day last year. I, I wasn't running through the woods by no means, but we were doing whole shots on each other's quads and stuff. And I could barely, for one, even pull his clutch in, and for two, turn the turn the quad. Really? Uh, so I don't run <laughs> that stiff, but I do run it fairly stiff. And and that's something over the last couple of years I've, I've learned. Um, I used to kind of always back it down and make it a little looser. But in moments like this last weekend where I felt like I was pushing myself a little bit compared to the first couple of rounds, it's needed. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it that stiff when you are going that fast, you slip up a little bit in those jumping trees, they catch a little easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I always ran mine extra stiff as well, and my theory behind it was was if I do hit a tree, I'd rather not have the handlebars ripped out of my hands. Well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's it's for me, it's always hard to set it and then just like, you know, you see people – They'll adjust it or whatever, and they'll just like go in first or second gear and just kind of turn the handlebars and try and feel it right. Yeah. Until you're out there actually bouncing off the trees and hitting hitting the bumps and the kickers and everything, it's hard to tell how it actually is going to feel. So I would rather be on the stiffer side than than the looser side. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I usually but- run mine on the shelf in the garage. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Brandon, tell tell Austin what oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what if you're ball on a major budget, major budget. This only works for like uh, motocross because yeah. you only get like 15 minute motos, so don't do this in the woods. But we back in the day, we when we raced quads and on <laughs> motos, we couldn't afford uh, these really high, nice hot dollar precision stabilizers. Um, we were balling a major budget back then. What we would do, well, Cooper would do, um, is we would uh, take take the the what was it the clamp that holds the stem like down to the frame. We he'd loosen that up and wrap a black electrical tape right around it to make it real stiff, and then he'd bolt it back down. So then it would last for about. One three, moto. Three or four laps. Three or four laps. Yeah. And then we come back off for a second moto. He'd take it back apart and re-wrap it. <laughs> oh, my. I spent... Yeah, you guys, need, you need to talk to, to Precision and get you a stabilizer. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Nowadays... Now, now he's now, got one. Nowadays, yeah. we're, you know, we got you know, stabilizers and everything. This was when... This was when... We were like 20. We were like you know, 20 and like we had... Nothing. Crappy jobs. Yeah. And... <laughs> And this, I remember this was at, uh, like, we used all of our money to go to High Point for the ATV National. Yeah, yes. Well, it was either Steel City or High Point. It was either, like, I'm pretty sure it was High Point because it right. was, like, concrete. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was point. <laughs> yeah, I remember by the last lap, the the duct tape or not the duct tape, but the uh, electrical, electrical tape. tape was gone. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's funny you you talk about that because uh, we were we were talking earlier about the whole the whole passing of, of Jake and and uh, that brings back the whole memories of the whole sick racing crew when I first started and everything, and 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 Garen Davis, um, 
you guys probably don't know him, but he was he was big into racing with with Todd and Marshall and all them back in the day. And he used to tell me when I first started, which was 2014, 2015 time, um, you know, we all have these fancy Scott goggles or whatever goggle your choice with the roll off, right? Mm-hmm. And and he would always say, yeah, you know, when I first, when we first started, we would we would unwind that roll, we'd clean it off, and we'd roll it back up and reuse it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like thinking to my head now, like, come on, Garen, like we're talking like pennies here. And you're spending hours trying to clean this stuff, and you're scratching the hell out of it, trying to get rolled back up, and you're trying to trying to reuse that. Mm-hmm. So, I'll uh, we'll have to snip that out and send it to him if he's not listening. But um, I, I still remember that. And then every time after a race, and when I take you know I take my goggles apart, clean them up. You know, sometimes I have no none no roll left. Sometimes I have half of it. Sometimes I have almost all of it. You know, I, every time I throw it away, I'm thinking of man. Back in the day, Garrett really had to work for this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tell you what, man, sometimes uh, time but those gets are the, rough. But those are the best memories, though, right? Oh, man. I mean, yeah. I, I remember, like, I remember at Pyramid Valley, Brandon, taking a steering stem out of a bike and stick it in the back of a trailer hitch of a truck and, and beat, bend it, to bend beat it back it straight out. With, a ha- with a hammer. <laughs> to Secret Race Moto 2. <laughs> yeah, Secret Race Moto 2. <laughs> There was that's more. Awesome. There was more oh, zip ties man. than bolts on that bike at oh, that one point. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It you was, know that's uh, that's where the heart really really shows in the whole the whole sport. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, it seems like it's always on the quad side because man, they're so expensive to, to race these things, keep them going uh, all the time. It is. So. Jesus. I don't know how many times For I've rolled sure. to the line with people questioning my life decisions <laughs> on what I was riding. <laughs> They're like, you're seriously going to ride that? Yeah. I, I went to the line one time, heavy-duty zip ties, tie wire wrapped around the ball joint. And they were like, what's that for? I said, well, it was questionable on whether it was going to make it or not. So I figured I better have some kind of safety to hold the A-arm in place. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> and they're like, so you're going to run that today? And I'm like, well, I don't have anything else, so yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's Devin's uh, psychological games on the competition because they're afraid if he gets in front of them, he's gonna his bike's gonna explode in front of them. <laughs> hey, I won, exactly. the, I won that day. I won that day. <laughs> yeah, they weren't laughing so much after the race. <laughs> I've also done some stuff that's that awesome. didn't make it though. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we know that. We know, we, that. Know, we know all those times. <laughs> yeah. So, and is there any more questions for Austin? Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, okay, Austin. Hey, man, we're gonna let you go. It's getting pretty late at night, buddy. But we appreciate your time tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, always appreciate having you on the show and getting to getting to uh, cut it up with you a little bit. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Give me give me a holler and we'll chat it up. All, All right, man. man. Well, good luck at the John Penton, and uh, uh, we'll be there. So we'll uh, we'll stop by and say hey. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, later, All right man. man. Thanks, bud. See ya. All right. Yeah. Austin Abney. Man, it's always fun talking to him. Just a yeah. lighthearted guy. It's good talking to him. I'm, and I'm really pumped. And I really do mean it that that whenever he's up front, uh, being able to battle up there, just it just makes it that much better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's um, you know, he was that guy that came from XC2 a couple of years ago and just rolling, right? Yeah. And, most hated. And, Hashtag. Yeah, most hated. And, and, uh, I think, you know, give him a year or two, another, you know, give him some time to figure some things out. Get that back, be, figured out, yeah. those knees figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll be right, he'll be right back up there. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Devin, let's finish off that Sunstar Chain and Sprocket uh, shifting gear segment that's been kind of all over the place tonight. But uh, <sighs> it's been a good, good show. show. Yeah. been a good show, yeah. fellas. It has. It's. Yeah. I feel like, you know, last week we kind of – 
I, I think people liked it though. We, I don't went know. Off, we went off the rails a little bit, but uh, I don't know if it, they liked it or not. Well, I don't really care. It, it, was it one of those shows <laughs> that it was so bad that you just had to listen to? No, I don't think so. I think sometimes it's nice to hear something that's not it's, quite as as co- not corporate. Not we're not corporate, but no, like, we're definitely not corporate. No, no, no. no. <laughs> if we were corporate, I mean, we fell. I mean, like not. Uh, 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 what am I trying to say? Um, like on a schedule, right? Right, because like tonight we were on a schedule, schedule and right. we did daggone good. Not too bad. Staying on that schedule, not too bad. But like the, the, last week, it was just like, hey, let's just hit record and, and what we don't even know what we're gonna talk about. Ended up talking a lot about baseball. <laughs> well, you try to talk a lot about baseball. Hey, Mountaineers won nine to eight tonight. Yeah, well, hey, that's good, I guess. I know you care. Yeah. Oh, it's a backyard brawl. All right, Devin, let's finish those questions. What's wrong with this guy? Yeah, he's a little. I don't Who know. even hired him? I don't know. I've been, I've been trying to figure out from HR. I've been like asking, like, what's going on with this guy? All right. So, first question: If Rodney and Brandon had to go on Jerry Springer, <laughs> what's the episode about, and who's throwing punches? So, is, is this talking about our dysfunction? <laughs> are, are we are we like a couple? I guess so. So, Brandon, I mean, or, or or who's the daddy? If they're <laughs> if they're, you are not the father. If, yes. If you. <laughs> So it, I'm going to take it like this, I guess, right? If, right? if we were to be fighting about something, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. Um, Baseball on a podcast. Because we've had our moments in real life. Yeah. We're not the perfect couple. No. Hell no. <laughs> so what, what, what would it be about? Oh, man. I don't know, man. Uh, How many rats of black tape it takes to tighten up your steering? No. I don't know. I'm just saying, there's a list of stuff here. There's a list of stuff. Um, I really don't know. Well, we got to give them something. Yeah. Um, there's got to be something. All right. Uh, like, are, do we have to like say like Jerry Springer stuff, or can we just talk like about anything? Like, I guess anything. Like right? a random. The random. It's like random. a random thing. I think the whole point of Jerry Springer is just to have the tension and the uh, the argument. Right. There. So. Well, I think Cooper would just be mad at me because I always just always used to pull the whole shots on him. Oh boy! <laughs> so back what, in the day. So then, what would Brandon be mad about? I was, that, that, always wait till the last laugh and pass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because I'd be out of shape. <laughs> I, I just, I just sit there. Uh, I know he's gonna tired. I know that's right. There's actually, if you go on YouTube and look it up, there's actually a video. There Proof was, of it. There was, there was, there was one time though that was the exact opposite. Right. And it was at um, Summersville. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I pulled the whole shot. Oh, mm-hmm. And then you pushed me around the entire track right. until my bike broke in half. Exactly. The subframe snapped. Yeah. So, sounds about right. Zip tied that too, probably. I OJ, I OJ'd that little tabletop by like 30 feet. And it was crazy. Like, I don't yeah. know why I did that. Yeah. It, was, it was, yeah. So that, that that's what it would be. And then uh, who'd be throwing fists? I think um, today, today, though, it'd be about riding time. It would be. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, if we're going to go right now today. Like it'd be more like I'm getting mad at Coop because he doesn't want to ride at all. Ever, and I'm. Get- I mean, that's fair, right? And I'm getting mad at Brandon because we got a freaking nine-hour race coming up, and this guy ain't even freaking rode because yet. Because he like, thinks geez. that he thinks that I'm 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 the weak link for some reason. Well, you don't ride. You gotta be a weak link. Gotta save the I bike. Mean, at least he rides something. Exactly. I mean, you you rode you rode once in a year, and we're talking. It has to have wheels. We're huh? riding something. What's that? <laughs> okay, you rode your 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 ATV. You rode your ATV once this year, 
and 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 you're trying to talk about how 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 amazing your training is. <laughs> All right, next question. Next question. <laughs> Boom! I think the first punch. All right, there you go. Keeps throwing first punches. All right, I'm sure you can figure out who this question's from. Would you rather fight a chicken? <laughs> I already know. I already know. Bite a chicken to death every time you get into a car. <laughs> bite the chicken or fight? Fight. Okay. Oh, or bite salmonella poison. <laughs> or sword fight an orangutan to death once a year. Uh, I'm gonna go I'm with going the once chicken. a year. I'm going once a year. I'm going chicken once a every once day. A, every day. You're gonna fight a chicken to death every day. Yeah, because in I a think... car. In a car. <laughs> okay. I, I imagine okay. coming out of your house first thing tomorrow. Thing, like, Dude, I, I gotta freaking fight this damn chicken. <laughs> All right, now we know what Jerry Springer okay. would be about. At least, time I, out. at least I could train to or, fight the okay. orangutan. Time out. Time out. As far as I know, the chicken doesn't have a weapon. Okay. Right. So hear me pissed out. Off, a pissed off chicken could be. The orangutan doesn't have a weapon either. You have a sword. No, yes, he does. He has so you, you don't get into a sword fight unless there's two swords. All right, fair enough. I'll let you. Okay, that's fine. Or fair enough. Say, or or to say kill an orangutan with a sword. I don't know. I'm just saying I'm you killed. actually stand a chance of losing against the orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would lose against the chicken. Some days it might not be that bad. <laughs> I don't know. Chickens can get pretty mean. Sometimes. I, I know, but I feel like you. I feel like every day to, you would get into a rhythm. To beat your, you would get yeah. into the rhythm. You'd you'd step into the car, grab it by the neck, <laughs> snap it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. If 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 anybody out there is a duck hunter, you know what this means. Oh. Uh huh. He'd forget about the chicken. Do you guys? Do you guys? <laughs> know, do you guys know what this is? <laughs> It'd be like once again, Ricky Bobby just driving a car and like freaking lines right there. It's a chicken. Just, be like yeah. driving around with the cougar in the back seat. <laughs> It'd be like Groundhog Day. Do you, do you guys know what this motion is? Yeah, you're you're breaking the the, the duck's neck, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. Like a chicken. I'm not even a hunter. I can tell you that. All right. What's the next question? <laughs> All right. I think this one might be for. I think this one might be for Rodney. Okay. Dang it, it says, has anyone ever asked a girl that's racing to help them with their stuck quad, then left them there, ruining their hopes and dreams of continuing <laughs> to race? Where is this coming from? Who did this? Who asked this question? Who asked this question? I'm not allowed to tell you yet. You have to answer the question. <laughs> but I this heard the so story bad. on this. This is so bad. <laughs> what a gentleman. And I'm just assuming oh that since this question has been asked, it's got to be something towards you. <laughs> Come on. So what happened, Rodney? We're on the time schedule. All right. <laughs> This is actually pretty bad. Yeah, so that that happened. Um, uh, this was at a mountainside hair scramble race. It was about three years ago, and uh, there was a, a log, not perfectly parallel. Mm -hmm. It was kind of, it was an awkward angle to hop over. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm assuming the same thing happened to her. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it happened to me too. I went to jump over, and one wheel got caught, and it sucked me down the hill. Not nearly as bad as it happened to her, mm -hmm. right? I got the quad unstuck, and then she came up and gave me a shove in the butt and, hel and helped me out. I stopped, and I looked back, and her bike was absolutely buried down over into a gorge, and there was no way I could get it out. <laughs> there was no way I could get it out. So you I left. it. <laughs> I left. I got a I was, race. I, got I, a was, race. I was in a tight points championship <laughs> battle, and I needed 
I needed to get the most points I could, and I honestly felt so bad mm -hmm. that entire race. Did, did when the next lap when you came around, was she still there? No. No? Well, someone else helped her out? Well. Somebody apparently put her racing again above their priorities of what was happening in yeah. their race. Yeah. That one. Unlike some people. Yeah. That, I'm not mentioning names, but. That one hurt. Who asked that question? Because I don't even know who the girl was. It was uh, Cade castle and it was his wife that was oh. <laughs> <laughs> i felt so freaking bad you know it's really bad they're not even, they don't even live that far from here yeah you know what's funny is it was probably for like a b class championship on even like an a class it was too it was it was for the b or a it, it was for the b, uh, it was yeah. for the b. so so and now, and now she doesn't even race Jeez. you, you know it's probably because of you it is. I felt so. It's probably because of you. She I said felt... to make sure to let you know that it was your fault that she's not racing. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I, I'm, I'm taken back by that question because wow. I, I honestly, that one haunted me. I felt really, really bad. I didn't even know who she was. I felt bad. I wanted to reach out and apologize. So now I have a chance to. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was terrible. Way to put you on the spot. That oh, really did put me on wow. the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it, guys. See, that's why you don't put your name on the back of your jersey. I know. I know. That was another thing. I was like, I swear, though. I swear, though. If it was a situation where I felt like I could have helped, I would have helped. But she wasn't, like, in safety danger or anything like that. <laughs> but the bike, the bike was absolutely over a gorge. There's no way one person helped her out of that. It had to be more than one. <laughs> I think. I think. Unless it was somebody strong. You'd feel really bad if she got it out herself. We, we, there's no way. We need to have her call in, and we need to talk about this. No, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely do this. This is, ter this is well, terrible. We can definitely make this happen. Uh, this is terrible. Ne next, next phone. Uh, next question. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> He's done for the night. I'm yeah, done. He's done. I'm done. He's let's wrecked. Cut show right He's now. wrecked. <laughs> All right. I think this one might be for Brandon. Oh boy. <laughs> what would I've you? I never left a woman stranded. <laughs> No, this one this one's better. Don't worry. Okay, there was a cool. hundred other riders going by as well. What would you have said if someone actually asked about your wiener? <laughs> oh boy. That's the second time that switched. That is, yeah. it is. I know. Um, somebody really I, wants to know I, what I everybody wants to know about my wiener. Like what about my wiener? <laughs> hey, just so everybody knows, this question is as equally embarrassing for Brandon as the last one is for me. Why is that? Just because of the truth. Well, that's why. It's the truth? Wh whatever the truth of the answer is. Does your chain hang low? Does <laughs> okay, it go to the floor? <laughs> I had to at least make sure it was equal. <laughs> yeah. All right, next question. No, this is. What? I just answered it. We gotta get something better for him. That last one. Was, Listen, I don't, I don't like leave Dandels in, in what in dandelions? What are you talking? About? Dandels in distress. You know, like a woman that needs help. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. over a hill. I mean, there's there was two questions left on here. Okay, they're both kind of serious. Okay, so. let's do serious. All right. Wait. <laughs> With all the different winners this year in XC1, when do we see Jordan Ashburn make his strike at a win? Snowshoe. Or Penton. Snowshoe. Penton. I think Penton could be an option. We want to go to Springer already. Snowshoe. Okay. Well, now we know what Jerry Springer's about. <laughs> all right. Last question is, 
Are we going to see a seventh different winner at the next round of GNCC? <sighs> no. I'm going to say yeah because I'm going with Ashburn could win Penton. That would give us <clears throat> seven for seven. No, I don't. I don't. We're going to have. A, we're, I, I don't know. Ashburn. How did uh, how did Strength finish last round? Uh, he struggled. Mm-hmm. He struggled. I don't yeah, know if he's I mean, up he for made it right now. He made a post about struggling. Yeah, he struggled a little bit. I mean, he says he's feeling. He's just one of those races struggling. Yeah. Okay. But he always rides good. Good at the Penton. He does. That he is does true. always ride good at the Penton. And uh, I don't know. I, I to me it's like the odd like it's like um like we're running out of we're running, we're running out of the odds are getting really slim right like <laughs> they were if, slim. We're, if we were Vegas like it'd be like a thousand to one odds right yeah. now if we get a seventh winner I, that's my opinion I mean Ashburn and Strength could be potential winners okay what are the odds that we have seven winners this season oh I I, I think that's pretty likely. just seven straight no but okay I I don't think I mean we got proved wrong last week so. Mm-hmm. You know, we were so, saying. So last week we were talking about um, what, who, how many race wins do we think the championship winner right. will have? Well, heck, because right now it's going to be like two, three. You know what I mean? Because we took a, we're going in round seven, right? Mm hmm. And no one's won twice. Mm hmm. Um, and there's only 12 rounds this year, correct? Yeah. There's yep. one less short. I mean, there's, it's, unless someone goes on a winning streak, it's going to be very, very slim. Mm-hmm. Two, three at the most. At the most, three. Heck, at this point, if the XC2 keeps going, we might see one of them. <laughs> right? Snowshoe for sure. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. They were close. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all we got, though. I'll tell you another thing. I don't know. Did you see Cole Richardson's post about why he had kind of a bad weekend? I did not. So, the it sucks. But um, he had a bunch of, like... Uh, bearing issues i'm pretty sure the front the front wheel bearing or something in the hub and like it all just went to hell in the hand basket pretty much it he, so that's what he was dealing with all day he still managed the 13th yeah yeah that's that's why he struggled it wasn't nothing crazy it just it which sucks man when it comes down to that when you get a bad part or something that goes wrong and it ruins your i mean the guy's been on the podium pretty much every every race so Right. What's well, like the ball joints a couple <clears throat> years ago? Right. There was like a whole run of ball joints that they were literally just snapping just kept them off. Failing, yeah. 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 So that sucks for him. Yeah. It's one thing if you lose. It's another thing when you lose because it's not you. Right. Yeah. Makes it tough. Mm-hmm. Very uh, tough. Yeah. Yeah. Coop, Coop, Coop's still still shaking. Up. No, I'm start. I'm, uh, I'm no. Uh huh. He's, He's settling, still shaking. He's settling down. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm actually getting pretty tired. <clears throat> it's, start, it's starting to hit me. I think well, what was happening is... It's only he was, 10.46. He was trying to write his apology. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm telling you, that one... That one man, I sad. wish I really wish somehow you could have got a hold of me and like gave like I would have plugged my phone in and let her ask the question live. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Was it her that asked that question, or was it her husband? It was. Kate told me to ask it, uh-huh. but I talked to them at the last race. <laughs> And she thought it would be funny too. Yeah. And then uh, next time something like that, let me know, and we'll get. She's numbers in the comments, and, huh? And she's in the comments. Is she? Yeah. What's her name? Again. Alicia. 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 I am so sorry. <laughs> you have to look directly into the camera. I. I am sorry. <laughs> 
that one i'm telling you what man i i promise i i felt so bad about that one if it helps if it helps mm. i did finish second that race i came back and finished <laughs> because that wasn't the only time i, I crashed that race i i crashed like three times that race before then and that was early in the race oh geez and i I, I, I finished that race with uh, – I'm pretty sure that was the one. I finished that race with half the steering stem broken at the it – was, it was a rough race. Jeez. Oh, but That's I funny. needed that one. For the I, I think we need to end on that note. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the apology to the camera. Yep. I'm sorry. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like – he's still shocked. All right, love, Brandon. Give, it, give, it. give us the rundown. Give us the rundown, yeah. guys. Hey, guys. Uh, appreciate you guys listening to us. Um, if it wasn't for these guys, I'm getting ready to now, uh, name off. Uh, Does she still ride? Does she need a guts racing seat cover or <laughs> some Sunstar chain and sprockets? Or they both ride actually. Okay. Well, we're, we're some <laughs> some split line gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She wants a split line gear for the guy that really just left her in the left her in the bottom of a golly. That's why she left wants. Us a bad review. She, she, a bad. She, she's gonna give you the fingers. What she's gonna leave us? <laughs> she's gonna get like an OTP fan or something. <laughs> Do we get any music? Do I get any music? I mean... I have you muted, so that's probably why. You have you muted? Well, I had the phone muted. I wouldn't mute your mic so I can hear the apology. Everybody wants to hear the apology. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Magna One Motorsports, uh, title sponsor of the show. Awesome. Couldn't do it without them. Um, great great group of guys over there. Uh, go over there, magnaonemotorsports.com. Use bikes, helmets, goggles, gear, and more. Uh, check them out over there. Uh, tracks out at any GNCC, any PG event there is. They're always there. Um, need anything, break something, go to them. Just tell them, you know, talk about split line with them a little bit just to <clears> let them know that we sent you. Yep. Uh, Magna One's Mag- Magna One Clean It revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike, ATV, or anything else you take to the track on the weekend. Um, you know, get your pit bike, want to clean it up a little bit, get your, you know, whatever you want to clean up. Give it a little Magna One cleaner. Ooh, this is a good one. I know, I know you like this oh, one. Oh, I love this. Yeah, this is a good. Need to get him a Harley and just cruise down the road. Oh, yeah. I use this on one of my reels. Yeah, it's good stuff right here. All right, guys, guts racing seat covers. Get you some seat candy. It's uh, what I use. What everybody uses besides Devin in this freaking room. Uh, if you want a custom seat foam, if you want custom <laughs> covers, if uh, you don't trust us, John Glotta, Joe Hetrick, uh, pretty sure Jordan Ashburn, the whole Magna One team uses them. So, yeah, use it. If you don't trust us, trust them. Use it or lose it. They national championships all day long. Uh, Sill Savers, guys, check them out. You use them. Mud, dust. You want your suspension to last. Right. Like, you put a lot of it. It's an it's investment. A lot of money, protect man. your investment. A lot of money. Protect your seals, protect everything. Discount uh, code. Discount code SPLITLINE, capital S, for 25% off. That's right. And just everything over there is affordable, makes it even more affordable. Um, great gifts. Uh, Sunstar, Sunstar Chain of Sprockets, guys. Uh, best Chain of Sprockets there is. Best people to deal with. Um, Doug, Kurt, and the group over there are awesome to deal with. Great people. Um, what are they made of, Coop? Case, Harden, Steel. Oh, yeah. Or aluminum <laughs> <laughs> for those for those guys for those out there. Track princesses. Yeah, we used to be one of those guys. Yeah. I still kind of am. 
He does still ride dirt bikes. <laughs> At heart. Hey. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, guys, durability is the key, and especially for woods racing, dur- durability is the key to make it through the race. If you ask Devin, um, code for discount code thirty percent off split, split line, line 30. thirty for thirty percent off. Yep, use it, abuse it, Don't all that good it. stuff. That's right. Uh, Mountain State Hair Scramble, guys, uh, great series. Richie Nolan and the gang over there. Uh, put on a great, great, great weekend of racing. Typically, there's nobody there that will leave you stranded. <laughs> Typically. Listen, Every if Rodney Cooper will leave you stranded, Richie Every- will, will personally come rescue you. And uh, yep. it, it, Every <laughs> once in a while, it happens. And, uh, if, you're looking, <laughs> if you're looking for a place to ride this weekend, uh, bikes are on Saturday, quads are on Sunday, Buck Cannon, West Virginia, Mount State Harris Scramble, series will be there be there be square that's right mother and uh make sure you're, if you do race on sunday at least take your mom to the track buy her a little bit of flowers and uh get that dub and then just roost the hell out of her <laughs> <laughs> for episode 113 thank you to johnny gerard coach rob beams and austin abney we are commercial gosh i mean this was going so smooth i know it was you just ruined the whole damn show That was almost perfect timing. Thanks, Devin. Thanks, Brandon. Yep. (laughs) Peace. Peace.